Hey everybody, welcome to episode 45 of Video Game Apocalypse. This will be our last podcast of 2013. Ever. Oh, of 2013. 2013. Okay. Just, of 2013. Gotcha. Uh, I'm your host, Michael Rapars. With me in the kitchen studio are, of course, Tyler Wild and Anne Lewis. And for the first time after a couple weeks, uh, Bre- whoa, Brett Elston, I'm coming in hot. Yeah. Or maybe that's just my headphones. Oh. I'm not sure. I haven't, I haven't sat in this chair in a while. I'm usually in the engineering that's true. seat. That's true. So it's a weird place. Hey, you guys me. can switch. You can, you can ah, do like a it, Chinese fire drill that's thing. Good. That's <laughs> racist. It's so racist. How did, Michael, you of all people might know. How did that get that name? I hate, Well, I was just going to say it's racist because I hate fire drills. Okay. I just right. want that to be known. I will never hire a fire drill for a gonna, job or rent an apartment Michael, to a fire drill. They are they, the worst. They have the same feelings you do. They will. Fire drills are those monkeys, right? The... No, I'm thinking of mandrills. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> okay, start over. Fire ants. <laughs> I hate fire ants. Uh, so anyway, yeah. Um... So the show's canceled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the show's never coming back. Yeah, the, the fire drills. Complain. We had a good almost year. <laughs> um, what were you about to ask? Uh, do you know the etymology, is that a correct word, of Chinese fire drill? Like, how did um, that come to be? Hi. I think I looked it up at one point, and then I forgot about it. Mm. Okay. I don't know. That could have been a good story. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's oh. not, though. Nope. <laughs> that went nowhere. Uh, so how about them VGXs, huh? I just I just want to thank Spike TV for letting us uh, have exclusive use of the name VGA for Video Game Apocalypse. <laughs> nice. Appreciate it. Nice. That's it was true. really nice of them That's true. To, it was. Take, to take our letter seriously uh-huh. and change And be the like, name. you know what? We're horrible. We're going to change A to X. Apparently, it's for Zekrable. Uh, <laughs> I just like the idea. I can't believe I won a video game, the letter X. Thank you, guys, for this. Mm-hmm. For this X. I hope every... Like, I didn't actually watch it. I forgot it was I on because I was super busy. So, tell us about it. Everybody says it's fucking horrible. It, it was an attempt to do better. You know, it was an attempt to, like, make it less spectacle and celebrities on a stage and a big audience and, like, we'll do this intimate thing. That feels more in line with video game, like, live streams and stuff that you would see. Like, something spiritually in line with the gaming community. That felt like the attempt. Mm-hmm. But Joel McHale was the wrong guy for it. Cause he, he, he always hosts uh, Ubi's presentations at E3. Or he used to, this, at least. This was just different. Like, he was doing his character on the soup, yeah. which is very dismissive yeah, of, of everything. everything. Absolutely everything. So people took that, took offense to that, like, I can't believe you're mocking these game developers. It's like, nah, he just has a mocking huh. personality, and he's an asshole. And he's also trying to make this thing funny, which is presumably what he was told yeah. to do, while being fed awful material. Well, I think I think the right attitude to view his performance in is like Ricky Gervais at the Golden Globes. Like, he doesn't genuinely hate everybody he's making fun of. He's just trying to keep it interesting. Mm-hmm. And, and also, like, you could kind of tell, like, there were producers off screen just being like, vamp, vamp, improvise, as if that was just, as if, je- uh, you know... Joel McHale and Jeff Keighley, like, both fine people, but as if they were going to have chemistry and improvise together and be mm. funny, like, no, no, no. Like, it, that didn't work out at all, you know? Keighley was, is, is such a much more serious personality, and uh, they did not improvise well together, and yet it seemed like every moment it was just like they had an extra 30 seconds to kill, and that's when Joel McHale would say something stupid, and everyone on Twitter would be like, oh, what a jerk. It's like... Well, I don't know. You stand in front of a camera 
talking about something you don't know that much about because clearly yeah. he knows like he's played some games, but yeah. he doesn't know these developers. When actually, yeah, I mean, if you have to fill that time, it's like he's actually doing good, like for for what his bit on the soup is, or his stand up, or keep talking, like talk and fill the thing with a joke. It's like, and he did that, and his sense of humor is usually like, I gotta poke fun at something. Yeah, games are easy to make fun of. Yeah, admittedly, like, like, I get it. I get it. He he. he yeah, he, he didn't do a great job talking to the developers, um, right? Yeah. But I think he has such a sarcastic sound to him that yeah. people thought he was being malicious. I think he was actually just trying to rib them, and yeah. no one was playing along, and everyone just looked offended by him. So that made him look really bad. Oh, I did but forget whatever. that this even existed, and like didn't <laughs> didn't realize the VGXs had just passed in and out. Yeah, I think I was like, I think I think it was one of those things where I was like out on like this. Oh, we're gonna go out with some family and do something somewhere. Hmm. And then I just looked at Twitter like at the end of the day, and it was like that's all anyone was talking about. And I'm like, oh, that was today. Yeah. Like I didn't even realize it. Ha- oh, I remember what it was. We all got together, and yeah, now I remember what I did. Uh, but yeah, I because do- okay. because it was like in the middle of the day, right? Like it. Norm- cool story. Yeah, it was. It was, it was, like it was live stream. That's the other at thing. Three in the afternoon. Yeah, three that's hours why long. it was weird because it was like three in the afternoon, and normally the VGAs. Uh, formerly the VGAs were always like a primetime yeah. evening thing, and that's yeah. why I was so thrown off. But by they it. needed to fill primetime with cops, <sighs> I'm presuming. Uh, Just reruns of cops, well, because that's all that's ever on when I look at that network. Look, that guy, you know, that season premiere of Cops, I mean... That meth lab on fire and that guy in his Did underwear. Do they still film new episodes of Cops or are these just all reruns? Could, from the they're 90s? all reruns. Could you even tell? No, if they did. No. Probably not. Because I, when I go home back to rural middle of nowhere, uh-huh. it is almost unchanged. If eventually, I'm going to see like, hey, wait a second, that guy's uh, shirtless jean outfit is so 95. You'll be able to tell basically what's on the what's on his trucker hat. If it's mm. like a T2 logo, then you know it's like early 90s. Right. If it's get her done, that kind of puts it in the 2000s. That's true. That's true. If it's like, I should, don't know. Should like do do some sort of Tumblr or something about dating episodes of Cops by the fashions God, and that'd the, be by so the trucker great. caps. That'd be pretty great. Yeah. Mm. Or the shoes. I'm peop- I bet people in the shoes could probably do probably. it. Probably. It's like, oh, man, look at those puffy-ass Nikes. Yeah. That's what I wore in junior high. <laughs> yeah, nobody would have had that. Yeah. Shelly's. Mm-hmm. Grim could tell you the cars. Well, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, the Vigax, the 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 Vigax, yeah, Vigax. I mean, just like the main problem is it's an award show where people don't really respect the awards a whole lot. So it's held together by big announcements, and then okay, fine. Big. I mean, this kind of gets into like what they what they want to do is like you know we want to if you do it. There's a little bit of impatience, I think, in games to want to be taken seriously when it's like you just gotta earn it time like. Year by year, like you yep. got, you got to go for it. And the way not to do it, I mean, if you want to actually have it be a prestigious thing, like wow, you're glad you won this award. That's a great award to actually physically see and have this sure. theatrics to it. It's like then you need to find a way to actually do an Oscars style thing. You need to have like, an Academy. <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's nothing about the Oscars that is actually valuable except everyone agrees that it is. That's yeah. it. Everyone just over time agreed that this was important. Yeah. So. There needs to be some pageantry. You need to treat it with respect. And it's like, that's, I mean, maybe that's incompatible with how we want to do games because a lot of this is, you know, reveals and trailers and there has to be a news element to it. But there's a way probably over time to meld all these things together. It's just like, it's, it's a weird thing. Cause can, can you imagine, though, if the Oscars were where, like, Hollywood just debuted new trailers? It's how a, weird that would be? It's weird. <laughs> but, I mean, that's that situation we're in. Like, Undoing it and taking the money out of it is probably too difficult at this point. 
But I still feel there's got to be a way to have some pageantry, have some uh, what's the word reverence for mm-hmm. what for what this all means, all capital letters. This all means for video games as a medium, as an art form, and it'll take well because like the Oscars, like there was no internet, Grammys, there was no internet. All these other awards, they were by the time we were all born, they were already established. This is just the way it is. Like this, the VGAs are like the first time a new medium has tried to have, as far as I'm aware, off the top of my head anyway, a new medium has tried to have a me- an award show that quote means something. And it's like that takes time and experimentation. And this was just an experiment. Everyone complained nonstop about the last ten, nine years of it or whatever it was. This was their next experiment. So now we see, well, what happens next year? Am I like I think like everyone else? I'm a little irritated at at the show. Every time it comes on, there's always something you can poke at and roll your eyes at. But it's like what I hope is eight years from now, it's actually turned into this thing that they finally nailed down. And I mean, I, I hope yeah. it's still. There. I want it to. Well, still, I, I want it to get there. I will say, uh, you know, I I think they they kind of set a baseline, and maybe it was on purpose. Maybe it was on purpose that their first show was like so fucking god awful that everything after the 04 one the i think it was 03 Whoa, it was the it? one with david spade Ooh, where yeah. they gave uh, game of the year to madden 2004 yes. yeah. even though it didn't win best sports game that went to a tony hawk game <laughs> i think madden also got best soundtrack or something yeah. and, and gta I, vice city was a front runner because it came out on xbox in 2003 right when the ps2 version came out in 2002 it's right. like really there's no better games this year you could in 03, I mean, you had Silent Hill 3, Soul Calibur 2, F-Zero GX. Yeah, but, you know, the, the Spike TV audience at the time didn't play that shit. KOTOR? Yeah. Yeah, and that KOTOR, Prince of Persia. Uh, Crimson Jeez. Skies, maybe? Yeah. Any of those, but, you know, they all flew under Spike's radar. Uh, other game... Other they game wasn't Madden. Other game name for a cheap cheap pop reference, just to mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. get everyone to go, yeah, I like yeah, that Yeah, how too. about that? Mm. Metal Arms was that 2003? Ah, PN3. 13? There we go. That's my favorite. Ah, 2003. Yes. I always thought, secretly thought that's pronounced Piano 3. Piano 3? Mm-hmm. Uh, I do know... Uh, underline its musical uh, connection. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. No? Well, <laughs> you, you're the one who would know. Uh, I know too much about that game now. Yes, you do. Moving on. Moving on. Well, uh, we generally begin each show with a top five, uh-huh. but since this is our last show of the year, <gasps> we're blowing this out a bit because we need to talk about our top ten games of 2013. No way. And this this I is refuse. a list that Highly was... Highly irregular. Yes, I know. <laughs> this is a list that was put together uh, through Scattershot... Uh, People giving their opinion. Through, and through no, a, no real consensus was through, reached. Through a very sarcastic email thread. In which <laughs> yes. We all made fun of Michael for trying. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I did like, Tyler, your replies of was just like, you kill. Like, just breaking down each game by yeah. what love, you kill. I, I don't even want to say it because I don't know if that would ruin something. But I, one of his responses in particular made me laugh so hard. Yeah, the super hero. Oh, I, yeah, you, I, you kill superhero. Yeah, the superhero <laughs> misspelled like dope. I love um, you kill sick people. Oh, you yeah. know what game I'm talking yeah, yeah, yeah. about. So <laughs> I, I, was, I was like saying superhero off and on all day today. Superhero. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it's not a criticism of the industry. It's just like yeah. a revelation right. to me well, when that, I looked at like the most... The games I actually found most interesting for the most part, even if I didn't play them, they are all about killing things, except for a couple. So I guess that is kind of a valid criticism of the industry, if you yeah, want to. most of them are killing things. Yeah. Right. Which, is, like which, is, which is fun. Things. Which, of course, there's, there's way more. It wasn't really fair of me to say, 
like in certain games that you kill things when there's way more to the yeah, game yeah, than yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> it was amusing. Yeah, and the, you kill superhero. I guess we can say what that was <laughs> because it didn't superhero. make the list. It, it was one that I initially suggested, which was Injustice. Gods Among yes. Us. And then Grimm kind of killed that when he was like, uh, another bad Netherrealm fighting game. <laughs> like, well, if Grimm doesn't like it, he's kind of the expert. So yes. I Gr- have to... Grimm said something dismissive I, about I, something. Yes. It must, he must I be enjoyed bad. it immensely, but clearly my opinion is irrelevant. We just gave the PC Grimm version a good fighting. review. Yeah, um, it's, it's a fun game. It's a yeah. great game. You also kill Villain in that and you Superhero. Kill, <laughs> you kill Villain, Villain and Superhero. Jack Villain, who swims to Alcatraz every <laughs> yeah. year. <laughs> anyway, really, Willie Nelson. Let's jump into this. With we actually did like these games. I promise. Yeah, this this was yeah, the game. man. That that email yeah. thread really did make me think. Like, wow, I hate everything. Yeah, you kind of <laughs> did. Uh, yeah. Like, I'm well, a, that, that's I'm the thing. Like, sour I, man today. I I wrote in with like here's here's a list of things that I think should make the list, and everybody's like, here's a list of games that have nothing to do with anything you wrote. Yeah, and they were all different. Well, and, I think you're dealing with a bunch of people who don't get to vent at work anymore, mm-hmm. and just true. like, oh, someone said something. Here's why you're wrong. <laughs> and, just, and it's like, but I'm your friend. <laughs> I tried. I tried to help mostly today. Did, did, Dude, yes. I deleted so many mean zingers, and it was just like, don't just stop it. And they're not, none of them are personal, but they're all like just completely belittling this choice just of fuck game. Fuck this game. <laughs> oh, it was all. And well, I was you'll just, get your chance to say plenty of those. And I was always just like, no, that's. I don't even. I don't even feel that mean. It's just like, mm-hmm. eh, just stop it. <laughs> All it's right. just it's the quest for the zinger that every troll, every stream monster, and every everyone does on Twitter. It's just like it's just our lives now. Like you gotta have the zinger. Who's man. got the best one-liner about this thing that happened? No matter how important or sincere, who can deliver the best insult the fastest? It is even it if is. it's a thing you like. And I hate that it's like it's become this cathartic <laughs> thing for people who have to deal with it all day, mm. who then want to just do it under alt accounts because you're just like, oh, I gotta, oh man, I gotta. I gotta not, get it. I gotta, I'm not jaded enough for well, that. That's yet. the thing. I always have to kind of try to ignore any sort of criticism and, and purge myself of those things because it's like everything I love, somebody will ridicule me for loving and will will just hate on. And I'm sure that happens. Especially with, the Ramones. Yes, especially the Ramones. People <laughs> have done that. They've, they've dogpiled on me and it's like, Ramones are so overplayed everywhere. Fuck you. Like, okay, well, I still like them. Sorry. Michael, that was your cue to stop liking them. Oh, you're right. Fuck the Ramones. I don't <laughs> like them anymore. Thank you. I yeah. finally have to stop writing Stupid those. leather jackets and long hair. God. I have had to learn to just be okay with liking oh things. Oh, God, you guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here, here's the, here's the most important thing. It's okay to like things. No. I yeah. really isn't. Right. No. How do we flip-flop our roles in this? Time? I don't know. <laughs> Because I'm really all about the Ramones. <laughs> <laughs> Just all of a sudden. The Ramones? We're balanced on a cosmic scale, you are not. Are good. I'm with you, Michael. Okay, thank you. The Dead Kennedys are good, too. I love the Dead Kennedys. Thank you. Fine. Number 10. Dear Katie, so much has changed, even just since you've been away. We moved into this house. Gay agenda. I'm in a new school. And my big sister being gone for a year doesn't make it any easier. Not a game. It doesn't feel real. But I'm not going to let it phase me. I used to tell you everything. And if I can't do it in person, because you're off gallivanting around who knows where, oh, I'll tell it to this journal. I'm waiting for the opening Just notes. Just like I was talking to you. I'm coming home. I'm coming home. <laughs> Just waiting for the piano. Yeah, right. So this is a game that was better than Injustice, right? It's gone home. I agree. Uh, I yeah. was parroting the comments on our review um, mm-hmm. because this this was a controversial game 
because it was interesting. And I absolutely loved it. I was I was creeped out the whole time I played. I was turning on lights, and you know, it was one of those things. Spoiler alert! I felt kind of silly afterward. But People, uh, I that's not a spoiler. I I don't get that. Like I totally wasn't there. People keep telling me like. Oh yeah, I thought it was really creepy and like I thought well, it was going to be horror. You go in not was... knowing anything, and the house is really it's it's silent, oh. it's dark. I guess I went in after having ominous. interviewed the designer a couple times. So. Yeah, see, I went in totally cold. I didn't know anything about the game. I I went in with some idea of what to expect, but I didn't find it creepy so much as just I don't know ominous in a way. Like maybe it's I was really going to find ominous. out that the entire family had been murdered or so, something. Like, I didn't finish it, but like as like. I, it was weird because I'm like, that's my family makeup is mom, dad, sister, house in some Midwestern place, hmm. multiple times. Well, this was out in Oregon. Right. But like the idea of like the power's out mm. and yeah. like I would come home for like from storms. I'm like, oh, I got to run inside. This It's starting to storm and I'm in the middle of the woods. I got to get home. Power's out. Nobody's home. Electricity's off, and I'm like, I've lived this scenario before. Zero, zero things you can do. Did you find your skitter, your yeah. sister's scattered diary pages? Online? No, but I found her secret <laughs> bottles of booze. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I, I guess this is like, I guess we explain it's it's a story exploration game. Yes. If you want, it's call basically it that. it's it's some of the people who worked on Bioshock Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, went off, game. formed their own yeah, studio, and what Gone Home is is it's basically a, it's a Bioshock game without any of the sci-fi or shooting. It's just kind of the, the exploration and the finding audio logs and piecing together a story. Finding artifacts left behind by other people. Yeah. And it's mid-90s and you come home after a year abroad uh, mm-hmm. to your family's new house. And yeah, it's this awesome mid-90s scenario where if the power is out um, or, or even the power's on, the phone lines are out or whatever and there's a storm Man. and you're at home in the suburbs... There is nothing you can do. Yeah. You can't get a cab and go somewhere else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't call anyone. You can't watch yeah. TV. Like for the phones, your family's out. not there, and you're not going to know where they are until yeah. they come home. Like, yeah. That's just it. For the phones to be out is like it's not the same. It's not the same thing. Power and phone. That's no, true. Cell phone. Two different. Oh, no. yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's more that like like the power works. It's just right. sporadic. It's that. Like lines of communication have been cut off. Like there, there's like a huge storm. The phone lines are down. The cables down. Everything just doesn't work. Yeah. It, it, it's it's really impressive. Cause I don't feel like the like art of interactive narrative has really been explored as as deep as it can be and will be. Mm-hmm. Like there are so many different ways to tell interactive stories that like. A lot of games rely on expositive cutscene, play a level, expositive cutscene. Mm-hmm. You know. Which has been kind of the standard. But this, you get this whole story about, like, this dad's tragic writing career, like, mm. just in boxes mm-hmm. with labels on them as you yeah. explore. It's like. And his weird porn collection. That too. But it's, <laughs> like, it's like, what a cool way to experience someone's super tragic story, but without anyone ever telling you what happened, you just, you're just finding. Boxes of unsold yeah, books. You're, just, you're finding the evidence of everything that right. happened. It's kind of like a, I want to say a reverse portal, but how Portal told the story. Well, at least Portal One told the story between the lines, even mm-hmm. though it was a game about doing things. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of the reverse in that you're not doing anything and gone home, other than finding artifacts. 
Yeah, you're you're I'll, you're exploring your yeah. like the, one of the neat things about the game is that like anything can be picked up, looked at, uh, thrown around, whatever. And I like Eleanor looking at those bananas. <laughs> kind of, except imagine that like you know the the bananas can be moved and you can yeah, look yeah, under yeah. the bananas. Cole Phelps and, just like mm, uh-huh. this is not yeah, evidence. Mm, this is bananas. This doesn't seem relevant. <laughs> my, my biggest criticism <laughs> the shoe of print is not relevant. Ah, seldom break. Mm-hmm. Ah, pop on down. Oh, we've already seldom done break. The pipe, the pipe that he finds, it's broken. And the, uh, <coughs> we've already done three episodes about Nelly. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We really. One of the yeah. one of the complaints, and I guess it's not really a complaint. Things that I heard a lot of people saying after the game came out was that they explored all the characters except for the mother. But she had her own weird story too that you you find. I think that every character in that yeah. game was pretty well, well developed. I think she had can slightly we get, less of a story. Can we get a little bit story, spoilery here? Like she, yeah, little, yeah. Her, her story wasn't quite as developed. Like you do get the sense it's like, oh, she's kind of playing around with the idea of having an affair with this guy, but yeah. then no. And you, you find know. the letters too. I think it's her friend or her her friend, right? It's mm-hmm. her friend. Yeah. But yeah, she's got all these weird. She's got like books about a woman falling in love with a forest ranger, and then you find notes to her from her friend about this forest ranger. Yeah, Ranger Rick. I think. Ranger Rick. Yeah, was, <laughs> his name like is that. Ranger Rick. Yeah. And then, but then you find. Wow. Uh, Do kids even know Ranger Rick anymore? Probably. <laughs> I don't know. Did they reinvent <laughs> him exist? with like a? Has he got a gritty reboot? Yeah. Does he have like rollerblades on now? And <laughs> probably. He's, Do he's kids like, know what rollerblades are? Yeah, I guess that's he's like true. the remade Chuck E. Cheese. God, the stupid, the stupid get your smoky on billboards that are all over the city, just like smoking the bear up in your face, and I'm like, gross. This is not. This, no. Is he wearing Kanye shades? With the, no, the he's he's <laughs> definitely a human bear in blue jeans, which is like rendered in the most realistic way possible, and you're like, this is now the most disturbing iteration of his character. I'm- I'm just waiting for McGruff the Crime Dog to come back. Oh, I'd be fine with that. Fucking takes a bite out of crime, yo. Man, I do miss him and Dare and all that mm-hmm. crap. I don't miss any of that. So if, I I can, if I can get really spoilery. And Michael, if you have, I'm talking you about played, dogs. Okay? I know, come on. I know. If you haven't played God, Gone Home and you don't want to hear this, skip ahead 20, 30 seconds or whatever. But I like the bit where uh, Ranger Rick invites the mom to the like, Earth, Wind, and Fire oh, concert. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then you just find the ticket unredeemed. Yeah. Sitting there, so it's yeah. kind of like, oh, so she didn't go. I think there was a poster though of Earth. She Wind, changed her mind, which is weird. Hmm. But um, yeah, I, I think know, maybe I took the wrong. I don't know. No, that. there's a lot of things, and you can interpret some really interesting stuff there about the dad, some, yeah, and, and his and uncle, uncle and and some oh yeah, weird stuff. Some there. very un, like really tragic. The, the fan stuff. theories are really disturbing. And ultimately, that. Michael, we won't we won't share the ending. But I thought it was a tragedy. Kind of. It kind of is. It, it wasn't totally a happy I mean, ending it, to me. Although it really some depends on, like, how how much do you believe in high school romance? Yeah, that's, that's really yeah. the thing. Like, the it, question. irrespective yeah. of gay rights issues, whatever. Like, how how much do you believe that that's yeah. that that's going to last? That that's something worth. I one hundred percent saw that going in a much more tragic way. Like, I thought I was going to walk into that last room and see something. Yeah horrifying yeah. and I didn't 
And well, spoiler. No, it's it's not really a spoiler because I'm not saying what I thought <coughs> it I was. It is because like knowing, okay, yeah, thinking that, that, that that's there. Like I was afraid to go into the attic. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, you're fucking like, oh, I think I, I, I almost know exactly what I'm gonna find. It was almost a relief to be like, oh, fucking thanks God. And and I think that's what you're supposed to feel as as yeah. the sister. You're like, oh my God, all these things are getting more and more tragic and more and more horrible. And then you see this weird shit lying around the house. You're like, oh God, what am I gonna find up there? It's just so cool to have a game that has, like, there's some kind of spatial puzzle. You have to find areas of the house and secrets in the house. But mostly it's, like, these empathic puzzles, in a way, where it's, like, in order to kind of progress your understanding of the story, which is the goal of the game, Mm -hmm. you have to try to empathize with these characters. You know, I mean, if you were just a total sociopath, you might go through it going... Well, this dad seems fine. He writes books. Uh, <laughs> the yeah. mom seems to have a new coworker she likes. Yeah. Like if you if you were not able to empathize with yeah. the characters, oh, the you daughter likes Chun Li. Yeah, you <laughs> you wouldn't understand. Yeah, so why is she listening to this music? Why is your sister listening to um, uh, Riot Girl? You know, mm-hmm. but, she finds the uh, assemblage of beats particularly pleasing. Yes, she is pleased <laughs> by God, the uh, also the music in that game. Sounds. I mean, I I know they got actual uh, Riot Girl bands to perform, and that's fine. But that is it's just the like the worst yes. garage band, <laughs> fucking screamy <laughs> shit. So I lied earlier, and when I said it wasn't creepy, there was one part in the game that scared the shit out of me. I actually had to take my headphones off and back away from the game for a few minutes. And I don't think this happened to anyone else, so I'm I'm positive that it was like a bug in my game or yeah. something. But there was a moment in the game where. When you pick up the diaries, uh, you'll hear, you know, your sister's voice say, Hey, Katie, or hey there, something like that. That happened to me with no context around. Like, I walked into a room and was looking around, didn't touch anything, and I heard a voice saying, Hey, you. And I'm like, ah, what the fuck was that? What the fuck? I turn around, there's nothing there, so I had to, like, put everything down. I'm like, I just Eerie. need five minutes. It scared the shit out of me. I think, I think some of the kids who who maybe didn't get it as much, also kind of missed out on feeling nostalgic about 90s shit, Yeah, that's the other thing. It's like, this was when I was in high school. It, it, it's kind like, of a I cheap... completely related to the characters. Like, oh my god, these could have been my friends. But just mm. it was just the little things for me. Like, oh, look at that. A cork board with notes for people <laughs> who are going to see them when mm-hmm. they walk Wait, by my there. my mom still has one of those in her house. Though. I know, but like a time when it's a like... A landline. Who has when, that? When someone called you, you had to write down a note to someone. Hey, this yeah. person called... And then put that on the cork board, and then they have to walk by that and go, I see, someone was trying to get a hold of me. Yeah. And, like, a phone book with, like, pages marked, like, that kind of shit. Remember yeah. the days remember when, when your people parent- used phone books? Yeah. Remember I- the days when your parents would just say, be home by dark. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they have no idea then, where you are. And then when you, you were when five. You're home, when you're home <laughs> yeah. late, they just start shouting your name from the, <laughs> from the porch. Uh. That, honestly, the shit I got away with when I was, like, kids now carry an iPhone with them, and their parents are like, oh, I know where they are. But it's just, like, I would go out to the park, and, like, it would start getting dark, and I'm, like, a little kid. And it's just like, my parents have no way of knowing where I am, if I'm safe. They just assume I'm going to come home. <laughs> I spent the night in a park once, and no one point. noticed. <laughs> mm-hmm. That wouldn't happen now. I just had a lot of Calvin and Hobbes-esque nights and adventures in this open wilderness that is slowly being turned into new homes in the 20, 20, 21st century. But in the 80s, man, and, and even into the 90s, it was really just a lot of, like, Creeks and hills and woods and a bog where I lost my shoes and <laughs> some kid lost his dirt bike and 
Some other kid lost his uh, life. Some other kid. I mean, that was <laughs> the story. Like six bodies. I mean, it was weird. You could take off running across this thing, and you could feel it just sucking you down. And it's like, why is this here? Why? Why, <laughs> why, soul. why, why, why do our parents let us play here? Well, well, I'm sure they didn't know, but it's like, why is a National Geographic going like, this should not be in America. This is yeah. some weird thing that should not exist. But I think that, that what we're doing right now is the reason that this game is on the is in the top ten because yeah. it evokes such a powerful feeling from from people like us who grew up like this. And yeah. There's such a strong feeling of nostalgia and, and such an attachment to these characters because we can identify with them super easily. I kind of wish the ending was just they parents pull up, oh, hey, we were watching Batman Forever, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you know where the parents are the yeah. whole time, though. Right, but... You find well, out you don't. You find out, you find out late. Yeah, not until you, you get to the garage. Yeah, I just well, like the idea the of this, girl, the, this character late? freaking themselves out for several mm-hmm. hours in their house, and then it's just like, no, what? Well, that, no, that, we were uh, The Rock, yeah, and we were that, watching The Rock. That's the other thing, that like <laughs> that the whole thing is but... that your family moved to this house while you were... Uh, in Europe, in Europe, yeah. So, the world. so this isn't the house where you grew up in. This is a strange house you're discovering yeah. for the first time and finding right. all these clues about the last year of your family's life, yeah. Mm. What they've been up to while you and they wouldn't gone. have called each other at any point on the phone prior to this to say, "Hey, I'm going to be back from Europe." And uh, no, nope. they knew she was coming, yeah. but they're. I, I. That's why they left her a note in the very beginning of the game. Like, <clears throat> yeah. that's the first thing you find is a note from your parents yeah. right. saying, "Hey, we'll be back like tomorrow or something." Yeah, they were on a three day retreat. Yeah. All right. Anyway, it's it's a it's a cool game. Yeah, and we've spent too much time talking about it, and we should probably move on. Yes. Uh. Number nine. I I just I didn't (laughs) want to say that, but I. God damn it! Hey, Hey. Jesus! Ah! I'm not even gonna try anymore. <laughs> You're pretty good at this. Oh no! Oh no! It's done. It's you, all done. We're good. Done. You it's got done. the sensational. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's DMC Devil May Cry. Oh, this is a, a late addition to our list thanks to a passionate, passionate, passionate plea, uh, passionate from argument. Brad Elston. I miss making passionate arguments for things. Actually, uh, you and Chris both cornered me. <laughs> Because this is a game I feel, uh, just my, taking my, my own personal, and I know I'll get called out for, like, shilling, but it's like... Company, mm, man! Well, whatever. But it's like, uh, DMC was one of my favorite games of the year, and I also feel like... Um, I mean, it, like, seriously, we're all friends, we're all co-workers. Like, taking all the Capcom hat off completely, this is just me. It is the most fun I've had with an action game, that type of game, mm-hmm. in several years. I loved Bayonetta. Well, my history with Bayonetta is known. I loved everything about it except playing it. Um, and however, when I went back to get, which is a weird statement, but yeah, you if you listen mm-hmm. to talk radio, you know what I'm saying there. Yeah. Yeah, however, when I went back and played it, I realized I was wrong, and it's actually really good. Mm-hmm. I was just being weird. Uh, but like, Revengeance is cool. But like, something about DMC, this idea of, I really felt it was this East meets West. It was the best that like Ninja Theory and Western development had to offer with some top talent from Capcom Japan, Itsuno-san, who worked on 3 and 4 DMC, and it's like, these are people who knew what they were doing, and they came together and made this just, like, no-fat, super sleek, awesome, playing, controlling, looking, sounding game. Everything about it is, like, it's beautiful, it's fluid, it's rewarding, it treats you... It, it rewards you for being good, and every time you get better, you unlock more stuff, but then even when you beat it, it's like, when you add the brutal difficulty and Dante Must Die, it's not just... Oh, it's harder in a cheap way. It's like, no, we've rearranged the enemy placements. We've Every weapon has a purpose. Every gun has a meaning. It's one of those, like, 
like DMC three was, where like there's so much under the hood that it's about experimentation, and and, and that's the thing that really that I miss on a lot of modern games is there's a tube, you're st- and not not like a literal tube, like you know the tube shooter mm-hmm. you know moniker that a lot of games get now. It's like I don't mean that, but like there's these invisible walls you're supposed to play within, and the moment you start poking or prodding at the walls, the game you're either just shut down immediately. No, you can't do that. You can't climb that. Don't even try. Get out of here. Or it starts glitching, and the game's like, you're not supposed to be over here. You're not supposed to be fiddling with the mechanics of the game, whereas a game like DMC is like, mess around. Experiment. Do you think this thing can chain into that? Do you think you can go to the sky breaks by using the angel pull? Like, all this experimental stuff, and you can watch all these YouTube videos of people doing insane elongated combos that you're like, I didn't even know you could do that. And that feeling of like, I didn't know the game could do that, is that's the kind of video gamey thing that I miss in a lot yeah. of modern stuff. Well, I mean, I want to say I really enjoyed it, like oh, yeah. just playing through. Like, I, I really liked the story. I know a lot of the internet hated it, but I I fucking loved it. Yeah. Um, I really like. I thought the the gameplay was really satisfying. I think it it was the most organic feeling and responsive DMC I'd ever played. Like, I I'd played like Devil May Cry three a whole bunch to prepare for it. Like right before I mm. took the first preview appointments. Like this, I can instantly tell this this feels better. It's it's definitely it's a different thing because DMC three is was kind of the the high water mark and mm-hmm. it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, the gameplay is nuts, but it's like you kind of have to make some choices about what you're going to have on you and what what style you're going to use or yeah. whatever. whatever um, kind of ver- uh, summarizing there, but DMC the bit was like no, you have everything on you always, and you can mm-hmm. use like kind of everything, and here it all is and. In, in an era where games are like really big on tutorials and really big on we want to make it so everyone can play and we want to make it so that the game is fun and you can get through it and that's fine and that like that's how I play a lot of games now it's like I just want to see the story I want to experience what it has to offer that's fine this is a game that's like no get better you be better here's bloody palace here's this Virgil's DLC add-on here's all this extra stuff to just get better at the mechanics that have been devised here again by this team of East and West and it was like but to what end, Brett? To what end? Uh, well, I mean, it was a is great mastery. Its own reward. I feel like it is. Like there's there's an art to this, and I think there's other games in here that didn't meet financial success. That is like, but were critically acclaimed, and it's like I feel like that's something. This is a thing Ninja Theory should hang their hat on. This is a fantastic game. It really, really is a great game, and, and yeah. easily Ninja Theory's best game. I love a lot of Ninja Theory games. Yeah, I like them all. Well, Enslaved and, and uh, yeah. Heavenly <laughs> Sword. <laughs> oh, and Kung Fu Chaos. What was their first one? Uh, Kung Fu Chaos. Yeah, yeah. the embarrassingly one. racist one. <laughs> <laughs> but it this game is is not only beautiful. It's uh, well, I guess not really a reboot, but it is you know it's a reboot. It's a it's reboot very of much the a universe. Reboot. But it's it's set before every other game. But it's yeah. it really is a a very good look into the character of Dante and, and yeah. gives him a much more emotional story than I think we've ever seen before. We've never seen him as the main focus of a game. It's always about him helping somebody else or mm-hmm. doing something for someone else. This is him and his story, and it's a much better look into the character of Dante than I think we've seen in past Devil May Cry. And I feel like there's there's an element that Ninja Theory is good about doing that is characterization, and they're good about making you actually give a shit about the people you're playing. They're it's also like Monkey. really good at red-haired characters. Yeah, they are. <laughs> uh, and Monkey and Tri- it's Monkey and Trip, right? Yeah. From Enslaved. Yeah, like yeah. by the end of it, you're like, I actually like these characters. It's mm-hmm. weird they end up in a space pyramid, but whatever. I, I even <laughs> like Pigsy, even though he's kind of gross. Yeah, Pigsy's <laughs> gross, but he's like, there is this Dao Yu uh, <laughs> thing to him, and with DMC. 
it's like yes, I, in the in the trailers and in the opening movie for DMC, it really paints uh, Dante as this just insufferable jerk, and you're like, this guy is a giant dick, and he's the not the Dante from the old games who was like very much yeah. wanting to help people. And it's like, well, that's the point. He is not that person, and the game really is about him. Yeah. By the time you beat it's, it, it's when, an origin story. There yeah. is a lot, and it's of about his character arc. Yeah, and I actually did really enjoy it at the end of the game when you're standing there and he's realized the split between he and Virgil, and his place in the world, and and it's like, here's a character who now has a reason to fight, not just like, well, my character fights, and that's the reason. It's like now he actually at least has. Plus all the crazy shifting platforming stuff I thought was really visually striking. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had an absolute blast with it, and I know it's hard to stomach listening because I'm at Capcom, <laughs> but it's like truly for real. I absolutely adored this game. And then I played the PC version again, or I, I beat the 360 one and then played the PC one, and it's the no. the FPS, man, the FPS. I am not at Capcom. I, the fups. And I fucking loved playing this game. It was it was a blast to play, uh, and and I, I think I powered through it in, like, a handful of sittings just because I'm like, I just want to, I don't want to stop. I just want to keep playing. And the boss battles. The boss battles. I will say the, oh the, God, the Bob, such good boss battles. The Bob Barbus boss battle. Ah. The number of times I've had to say that this year. Is Bob, Bob Barbus boss battle. It's a tongue twister Bob if you Barbus say Bob Barbus boss battle. Had to say Bob it a lot. <laughs> that and the fetus baby thing oh, are like I just remember the fetus battle. baby as well. But it's just this thing. Like it's just a moment where you so step good. back and go. Like I want you to actually process what is happening in this game, the visual insanity that is occurring, the music, everything about this is yeah. like such a I did, crazy thing that's happening. I did love the level leading up to that, where it's like it it makes the level out of like. Uh, it looks like the readout on like a stereo or whatever. Oh yeah, that's all the levels of Willis nightclub. That yeah, whole yeah, stage yeah. is amazing. Yeah. yeah, it reminded me of like the high concept stuff of El Shaddai. Mm-hmm. There's like a level in El Shaddai that's yeah. in, in, in above a city, right? And it's just gorgeous with like the gameplay of something more like Devil May Cry. And it was like this is this is amazing and uh, end scene. That was pretty great. <laughs> but we should move on. Yeah. I like the part in it where you find your sister's diary. Yeah. yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. yeah. And find you, out about it, this whole love story. It's this coming of age thing that yeah. just kind of brings a tear. It is Dante's eye. coming of yeah. age story. It is. Yeah. It I mean, is. you know, Dante. I mean, he's already definitely come of age, but. He doesn't have a cell phone. He can't watch <laughs> no. TV. No. His trailer's destroyed. Yeah. You see him mostly naked. <laughs> it's really like. They, they kind of do an Austin Powers thing there at the beginning, right? Yeah. It's like, let's have yeah. dick shaped objects fly in front and of And I mean, stuff. even that. Even that's like in in the style of the old games. Like it was a very mm-hmm. tongue in cheek, like wink, wink. This is goofy, and that's a great way to start that game. I, I don't know. I, I thought that scene was pretty cute. It was. Yeah. Number eight. Uh. Booker catch. What? Ah, yes. Booker catch. Booker catch. And she flips you a nickel. Catch. <laughs> Thanks. Or Still, th- that nickel. Cool. When you catch it, that is like the best fucking feeling. It's a great sound. It's a set. Wow. Yeah, it's a great That's noise. what we should have grabbed. Ah, oh, wow. I fucked up. Head Dead. or tail. You're fired, Anne. <laughs> From this non-existent job. Heads. Four tails. Come on, let me through. Heads. Four tails. Tails. Told you. Hmm. I never find that as satisfying as I'd imagined. Chin up. There's always next time. I suppose there is. 
does not make any goddamn sense until you've played through the game. Those no, two, best uh, characters in the game. Those yep. two won the, uh, the BGX's Best Character Award. And actually, they did, they did a pretty cute acceptance speech animated as the Lutesses, where they ended up getting upset about the alternate universe versions of themselves that didn't win the award and feeling <laughs> bad for them. That's pretty cute. It was yeah. pretty cute, yeah. That's cute. Um, they're great characters. It's a really fun game. It is super uh, fun. Actually, yeah, that's that's one of the things, now that I think about it, like I played Burial at Sea for Bioshock Infinite and like, the DLC, and like they just have like a very brief cameo in like a different version of a scene you may have already seen. Mm, a scene you've already so seen. It's, it sort of you know loses a little bit by them not being right. Yeah, it's, it's a fun game, I was going to say. Like, okay, the mechanics, fighting mechanics are okay. Um, yeah. Not as good as Bioshock. I mean, it, it's still. I, I, I want to say it's still really fun, but yeah, it it always kind of was tainted a little bit by that. Like this feels like a step back from Bioshock. It's still really good by the standards of any shooter, right? But it's just like I feel like Bioshock's supposed to be more inventive than this, and, and this is just about I, hammering away at people. I wanted this to be on the list purely for the music in the game alone. Uh, the music uh, was music really great, great. So especially good. the Tougher first time you hear it. Oh man, so good. Yeah, and I mean, I think Bioshock. Also hit me the story story wise more thematically like I was more interested in the theme of Bioshock whereas more infinite thematically that doesn't make sense I know the the themes, uh, themes. across yes like what in Bioshock right. control and subjugation ah and, yes okay yes themes as in literary themes uh, whereas in infinite, in like undersea city uh, bubble headed yes. creeps um, um, objectivism etc yeah. but in infinite. Well, that was all there. I felt it was a little more transparent, and I was more interested in picking apart the mechanics of the storytelling. Yeah, there's a bit of genies out of the bottle with Bioshock, where it's like now everyone's going in. Well, yeah. I, I don't, don't read too much into this comparison. Uh, it's like Shyamalan movie, where after yeah. <laughs> after the first one, everyone's like, okay, I gotta uh, go what's in. What's the twist? I gotta go in waiting for what's the crazy thing they want me to believe. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, so now when I play Bioshock 2 or even Infinite, it was like, you... You try not to start paying attention to like every single little detail. Like, oh well, that could have been a little better. And it's like, well, it's still like top class. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. maybe it didn't blow your mind. Like the yeah, last but one I mean, the conversation to me at the with the ending. I think the ending of Bioshock Infinite is it was good. I like good, it. but a little bit like kind of compressed. A lot of it. It was kind of made to make you go back and go, oh wait, the boat right at the beginning, the dialogue, and then oh, I get like it was made to make yeah. you pick exactly. it apart and find and, well, all the little threads. Yeah. And, and also, when I saw the end, really cleverly done. Yeah, yeah. Um, reviewing it for OXM, I, I asked the the PR guy, like, you know, I think I told him my theory for what it meant. He said, like, well, what something Ken Levine said is uh, the ending isn't where the game ends; it's where the discussion begins. And so they they made it. To be purposely right. opaque so that yes. people would argue about it and draw their own conclusions about it. I guess, it. like, I... Sorry. No, go on. No, I guess my criticism is that, like, instead of at the end of it arguing about the themes of, like, extremism and stuff, we were arguing about time travel alternate dimension mechanics more so. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. like, is really fun to do, but Bioshock 1, I think everyone after that argued about what does this mean, what does this mean, versus... Uh, how mechanically did time travel and stuff play into this? Yeah. And I think that that's that, that discussion that it caused is what makes me appreciate this game more than 
maybe some of the other ones on the list because all of that discussion led me to be like, fuck, I got to play this game again. I have to play this game again so I can find every single audio log. And, and Yes, I got it. Your stupid salts. I know. God damn it, dude. You don't even need any salts. I don't need any salts. I'm fine. Um, but I, I like I like going up to vending machines and not buying anything because then usually she'll throw you some, some cash. <laughs> My favorite thing about playing this was, uh, again, like this, this is a little bit of experimentation, but I mean, the game may tell you to do this. I can't remember. I forget which. They're not plasmids. What are they? Ethers. Uh, Vigors. 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 Combining uh, them is cool, yeah. Yeah, oh, the, yeah. where you do whatever the one that, el- that launches everyone up in the air. Bucking Bronco. And then you do the ram at things in the air uh-huh. and you just get that feeling of like launching yourself at them uh, like the Krogan charging from uh, Mass Effect 3 multiplayer mm-hmm. which is so good that was that wasn't this year Never no mind. it wasn't uh, uh, but if, if you yeah. haven't played it um, or you want to play it again and you didn't play it on hard play it on hard because hard does challenge you to experiment with those more. You yeah, really need yeah, them. Yeah. Normal is kind of way too easy, I think. It is. Nor- yeah, I normal feel like that is was really a, I feel like that was intentional because they wanted people, as I mentioned earlier, the idea of like, you just want to see the, see the spectacle they've created for you. Mm-hmm. Whereas hard is like, okay, if you're really good at games and you fancy yourself, like, I've been playing shooters a long time. I'm good at this. Okay, we'll play it on hard, but we're actually going to tax you and ask you to mix yeah. these. Because it was true. You could play yeah. through most of that game like, ah, shotgun, I'm, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Tyler, but you started I played for... on 1989 mode. Oh, I, I tried. I tried. I, I got through. You started on it. Did you ever finish? Uh, no, I got to those. I got to goddamn Ghost Mom in 1989 oh, mode. I got yeah. pissed off and quit. But, um,. Yeah. I don't know. There was, there was some really deep criticism of this game, but I think mm-hmm. like it's a testament to this game that l- everybody was talking about it. Yeah, and that happens like the last time I think that happened yeah. was like the ending of Mass Effect Three. The last time everybody right. was talking about a game and Which criticizing it. It's, it's also one of only two games released this year that I actually felt uh, an urge to go back and replay from the mm. beginning. I've done Me that too. with a few games that have come out this year. Yeah, you've all played a certain game list. three times. I just beat a certain game for the third time. Wow. <laughs> Over a hundred hours in that but one. But yeah, it was really Look cool that... <laughs> <laughs> even though there were some people who were like very against Bioshock, were very critical of it, Like that's fine and good, but it still says something that like there were so many editorials written about this so game. So many people like, talking yeah. about it. It, 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 it obviously... called the middle-brow think pieces? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whether or not they were, the game was talked about in a way that I feel like helps the yeah. medium. Because people were going, is Elizabeth a good character? Was that a good portrayal? Was that interesting? Was there well, dissonance there? Like, I feel like also... Cool that that conversation happened. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the backlash came from that conversation, though, because the initial reaction to it was extremely positive and then like people started talking about it and talking about it and it goes from like Bioshock Infinite is an absolutely amazing game to Bioshock Infinite is terrible it's the worst game of the year it's (laughs) the worst game of the year yeah but that's fine I mean that means when when something can go from the greatest game of the year to the worst game of the year because the conversation just went on that long to get there like Mm -hmm. that's significant in and of itself yeah like that that says something important about it I think alright we should probably move along. Number seven. (laughs) 
That's a guy chewing an apple really loudly. <laughs> That's one of my favorite games this year. I love that game. Yeah. This is this is Kentucky Route Zero. Yeah. Not and any talking in that game. You, you guys really, like, this came up in a lot of people's personal lists. It's a really good game. I feel like I'm representing myself as the gone home Kentucky Route Zero. I really yeah. liked this one, too, though. I fought for this to be on the list as well. It's not just you. No, I just, I'm just joking. I only so played it because of like, you. I, so I, I played this uh, a little bit last night just to prepare for this. And it's, cool. I find it interesting. I think, you know, I like the open-endedness of it that, like, you're not just answering questions, but the things that you say become reality. Yeah. Um, but maybe you can tell me a bit more about, like, th- it didn't quite catch with me in those, like, the first half hour or so. So tell, tell us a little bit about why it's uh, so awesome. I guess I would keep going in episode one. There are two episodes out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an adventure game with very simple puzzles. The puzzles get a little more complex in the second episode. Um, but yeah, like Gone Home, this is a game about exploring and kind of less like on putting together a puzzle uh, putting together a story and a right. lot of that story is is what you come up with in your own head like what the fuck is up with this place why is it so yeah. weird so and, in, what's yeah. up with the people in the basement this game is is more of a traditional narrative where you play a, a character you can see on the screen and you're going through actions you're a delivery man trying to deliver a package but the road is no one can tell you how to get to the road you're trying to go to. Plus, you have a dog, which makes this instant top ten. Oh, you have an adorable dog who adorable you can dog. who you can name, and you like. This has been the year of the dog. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. You have a you have a call of doggy. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, as, as you know, innumerable people have observed. I'm not trying to be original or clever there. But but as Michael said, your kind of, your dialogue options create the story in a really interesting and unusual way like you can say when you first kind of like approach your dog like that you just kind of found him or that Mm -hmm. he's your old dog you've had forever you can decide that about the character and it just keeps going and it's like what's his name oh his name is homer her name is blue like those are the options and whatever you choose that's what it is yeah it's strange and actually later on you will start choosing other characters' dialogue options. Like, you will suddenly be someone else. Yeah. And you can respond to yourself in a different way that changes the story or respond to someone on the other end of a phone and you can't hear what they're saying, on, but you can, you can do one side of a conversation and decide, does this character like this person? Are they being... Uh, uh, are they holding something back? Like, it's... It's a really weird, fun narrative experimentation, and some of the best writing of the year. It's this magical realism, incredible, like weird story. Yeah, and I feel like that level of of player agency in such a surreal setting is, it's something that I we don't get to really experience a lot. I mean, I there are a lot of you know surreal games and stuff, but none that are like this. None that have this level of of agency and and let you create the world you can make it weirder than it already is i i just i really appreciate that about and, it. and i love that it in, in a time when it's all about like graphics graphics make amazing graphics very simple it it my my most vivid memory of the first episode of this game is something that is all done in text because uh, parts of it are visual and you're walking around these kind of uh you're talking about the weird museum no, but the museum is awesome. Um, but it's kind of a 2.5D. You're walking around kind of uh, these environments. But then when you're driving to different places, some parts just go straight text adventure. 
And there's a part where you go into this like tackle shop, and there are these three fish tanks. Why would you stick your hand in any of them? And you can just choose to put your hand in them, and horrible things happen to horrible you. Horrible things when you do. But like, I can picture the tackle shop, and I was thinking about what it looked like the other day, and I like went back and kind of replayed it and realized, oh, that was a text-based portion of the game, and I had actually forgotten because it was so vivid yeah. in my head, like this mm-hmm. tackle shop that has these. It has three, three, three tanks. It'd be funny if you put your hand in, and then just like. Somebody jumps out of the shadows and hits you on the head. Like, well, oh, do, that was unexpected. You do black out. You do black out. One of them has like a broken like neon light or something. I think you get electrocuted or something. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, it's a great, great game. Great writing. It gets weirder as you go. In this, like The second episode opens up with this like bureaucratic hell office building where like you have to go up and down the elevator past like a floor full of bears and... <laughs> It's got a great sense of humor. Well, they have a very dreamlike quality. Then, like it's I already get the sense from the dreamy. first episode that it's kind of one of like like one of those dreams where you have a goal to accomplish and you, and you never, never get it. there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway, it's fantastic. I mean, I think you should just try it. All right, moving we'll on. Say uh, I haven't played it, but uh, the soundtrack was part of one of the recent game music bundles. Um, if you follow oh, the ga- soundtrack is really good. If you follow game music bundle on Twitter or just look at game music bundle and louder and all that, uh, the soundtrack was up there and it's quite good. It's good stuff. Okay. All right, one more, then we're gonna take a break because we've been doing this for a long time. Number six. A famous explorer once said. Brett's sticking his tongue out. No, I'm not. Told on you. <laughs> Explorer. I'd finally set out to make my mark. With the uh, Arkham City soundtrack. Defined adventure. But instead, adventure found me. Tyler and Brett have not finished Always this game. I don't think they get to talk. Always that, seems to happen that, that way. That's... Adventure just finds you. What are you going to do? <laughs> you this guys of keep course... your whore mouth shut. Batman Arkham Origins. Yes. Because it's that winter was... and Batman has laryngitis. I'm <laughs> 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 uh, playing that now. Uh, this is Tomb Raider, which is, yes. I think, a fantastic <laughs> fucking game. Did it just come out on Xbox One today? Did it? I, I just got I an email. It was like coming out in oh January. God, I thought it was maybe out it was because I got an email that says "Get it now on Xbox Live," and I'm like, maybe it didn't say now, <laughs> but I got an email that was like definitive edition. Wow, which is funny because the PC one I presume was that level of fairly definitive sure. of high def already, but whatever. Yeah, one presumes it's a fine game. But well, there are parts of it. There's one part in particular that I keep thinking about that, like when I was playing it, it was like this is what next gen will look like. Where there's like this huge jade bell, and you're kind of opening these like windows and apertures to like get wind to blow in, and and you have to start like swinging the bell around, and it's just like it it clearly has weight in the world, and it's this big, really threatening object, Mm. and that's cool. It feels like I'm I'm smashing the shit out of everything with this. Probably, I don't know. Never tried. You don't get saved. By the bell. Oh. oh well, you do actually. Yes. In the end, you get saved by the bell. Yeah, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> and then Zach Morris comes out. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't finish it, but I and I and I didn't even get close to finishing it to be honest. But I did like the. I mean, I think one of your early goals is to go climb that radio tower and fix the thing. Mm-hmm. And I just did like that entire scene of like. You did feel in that moment of like. 
you kind of empathize the idea of like, what if I was pushed to that same level and like had to go climb this ridiculous tower and yeah, and do it's like, like it's it's really vertigo inducing. Yeah, it like, was a cool scene. I felt cold on her behalf. Like yeah. this yeah. looks like you it would see be her fucking shivering freezing. In the rain. Yeah. yeah. There are a lot of of uh, story moments that I really appreciated, but one of the things that I still think I love the most, uh, having played through the entire game, I loved the tomb raid, the actual tomb raiding bits. They're optional; you don't have to do them. I like the ones I played, but yeah. I loved those. They were a lot of them were really complex. You had to go back to to do them because sometimes you just didn't have the right tools. I but think, I really I know it's not a valid that. criticism, but the idea that tomb raiding is optional in Tomb yeah. Raider is really funny. <laughs> yeah, it is. See, I think yeah, I'm, well. I'm just still from such a. I mean, this gets back to why I harp on DMC so much, or harp for DMC. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. uh, that those the. the I think I did two of the tomb raiding things, and I was like, "See, this is I, I don't know. I'm I'm of this weird mindset now, where I'm like, I do not need any story. I just want to play video <laughs> games." And the tomb raiding thing was like, I almost wish the game was just like a hundred levels of that, and you clear it and go to the next one. Hmm. Oh, it, it's basically Load Runner at that point. You hear that, but, uh, Square Enix? There's so, your DLC idea. Basically, yeah. I'm getting bred into roguelikes now, where there's no story. And you <laughs> no, just... I know. Like, I'm totally <laughs> being turned on to that idea. Or, or you not... just kill stuff. So, if you hate not... Tomb Raider, imagine Rogue Legacy in this. Well, slot that's what instead. I've been playing uh, today. Actually, it was uh, discovering Rogue Legacy finally. Um, but no, I, I. But like you said, yeah, that, that was. There's a sense of satisfaction of triumph, and that's what I like the most about that. But there's a sense of satisfaction and triumph in the story, too. Like, I I felt it whenever she achieved something or whenever she, you know, the few times she was actually able to save somebody. Mm. You feel a sense of satisfaction or you feel deep loss when you have to let someone go or let when something dark happens. You feel that or you mm. feel afraid for, for Lara. And, I mean, it's those moments that... Uh, I also really liked it just from a gameplay perspective because oh, yeah, as yeah. we were arguing about this earlier, but I feel like it's it's like a low-tech Metroid. Like, you get a new item and new areas of the game open up. Like, you get the shotgun, like, oh, there are these weird barriers I saw earlier. I can backtrack, go blow them up, and, like, mm-hmm. it opens up a new path. Or uh, you get the rope arrows, and suddenly you're much more mobile. And, and that's when you go back and find all those fun tombs. Yeah. But that, that, like, just the rope arrows, like, really opens up the game. Oh, like, yeah. there's all these new parts, like, oh, I didn't even know this cliff was here. And I mean, it, it, it really, really encourages you to, you know, enjoy the story, but then go back and, and explore more. And, and mm-hmm. there's such and a massive... It. Yeah, 100%. It. There's such a massive aspect then of And you open up the second castle, and, uh, <laughs> and you can 200%. The, uh, the Upside Down Island. Yes. <laughs> we talked about that uh, in the last episode. I think we did, yes. All right, so that's uh, that's enough of that, probably. Unless yeah, you want to say anything else about Tomb Raider, it's our first five so, games. Yeah, we need yeah, that's our first five. five. Um, we are going to take a short break because this is our last episode of the year. I'm not going to trouble you with any of the usual. This is going to just be for your entertainment. It's not going to exhort you to spend money or tell your friends or but you should uh, still follow do us that. <laughs> or follow, it won't tell you to follow us on v- Twitter at VG Apocalypse. And it won't tell you to go into our forums. Buy uh, shirts. Yeah, buy shirts at store.lazertimepodcast.com. We, we respect we you too much to... We wouldn't tell people to rate us on iTunes. No. Five stars. No, 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 five no, stars. no, no. 
We would never do that. But it's totally pretty, do that. It's the holiday season. So, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. This it's break is just devoid of any of that uh-huh. sort of self-promotional nonsense. No. I mean, I also wouldn't suggest any like shopping through uh, Laser Time's Amazon links. No, 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 no. That would take no. up too much time. No, I mean, use yeah. whatever links you want. I mean, want. you know, we, we would get like a little cut of whatever you spend on your Christmas yeah, I mean, shopping. Yeah. But, you know, sure. we can understand. You just sure want to ignore yeah, yeah. and forget about us. No. So we won't do any of that. No, we'll just starve out in the cold while you get entertained for free. <laughs> and it is quite we'll just, cold. We'll, we'll sell our pencils. It's so we'll, cold here we're in gonna California. Be here. <laughs> yep. So let's take that break, and uh, when we come back, we'll get to the next five. Stay tuned. Uh, her name's Lara Croft, and this is the way that she started off. She hits land, stranded in the wreck of the endurance. Uh, she probably should have got better insurance. Uh, the challenges ahead are going to test her performance. So endurance is of the utmost importance. Limited ordnance, she'll really have to use her wits. Now the developers appear to have produced a tense. Dragon's triangle, here's a house of lunatics. Darker than the night sky during the lunar eclipse. It. No clips to put into the gun, you know it. No guns, it's a good job to bring a bow and uh, are not, not loaded. Lara Croft going hard with the longbow departure. All right, you filthy raccoons, ready to sing your song? I guess so. Yeah, let's get this out of the way. Okay, new raccoon. Okay. Okay, Satan. Okay, original raccoon. Raccoon? Raccoon! Jesus, shut the fuck up. Next gen console lunch is here. There aren't stores with any near Need to play lunch titles fast eBay scalpers fuck my ass Want the game that shoots the gun Me, I want an Xbox One Okay, you creepy little shits. That was passable. The other raccoon, you're a surprisingly competent singer. Thanks, I guess. Satan, you were getting kind of lost in the mix there. Sorry, I was trying my best. The raccoon, that was god-awful. Watch it. The raccoon, the raccoon, the raccoon! Fuck you! Want a Are bleeding. Oh, really? Let's sing it again! For the love of God, don't sing it again! What is God? What is love? We want to sing it again! Again! We want to sing it again! Raccoons, no! Now our prize is finally here. Hey, what the fuck, eBay? This is a photo! This is a photo of an Xbox One! What? That's $750! God! That was mediocre at best. Hey, welcome back to our second segment and the second segment of our top ten. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed the chorus of abominable singing raccoons. 
Yes. Uh, so cute. Well, the raccoons invaded the kitchen, uh, uh, and Chris tried to wrangle them. Little monsters. Uh, Michael had to move his car, yep. so we so kind of missed can, the whole thing. But we can continue recording past midnight. But thank uh, God, Chris got all that recorded. Mm-hmm. I was in the living room, just chose not to intervene. Oh, okay. It seemed yep. it seemed like it natural course. Yeah, things. Well, I noticed you had Chris to, is covered in bandages. I'm sure it went yeah. poorly. You had yeah. to listen to their multiple takes. Yeah, I, just mean, I, I, I knew they'd get it eventually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's just jump straight back in with number five. <laughs> oh, you found the sound effects. This game is all about the cat suit. It really is, and you know, it's it's Mario entering the era of Assassin's Creed, and that like it's all about climbing now. <laughs> yeah, is there a stealth? You get the, you get the cat suit. You can just scramble up uh, specially what game marked walls. Doesn't have stealth. <laughs> just imagining <laughs> stealth Mario. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it'd be so good. Woohoo! Oh. I haven't played far <laughs> enough into the game to know that that's not a thing. So <laughs> I have no know. idea. For all I know, Mario is Splinter Cell now. I haven't played a it Mario is. game in a long time. I haven't played it at all. I don't have a Wii U. It's me, Sam Fisher. <laughs> it's pretty I'm great. I'm not played by Michael Ironsides no more. Uh, I, I still enjoy playing it solo because there's still just something about these games that's... Hmm. Uh, that's the, how I've done. I've been I've been playing it solo as the princess. Wow, that's because tough. she can fucking float. She that's can, how I like to play Super Mario Brothers too. Yeah, she can float. I, I feel she's like, still doing that. I yes. feel like it's not quite as useful as it was in two because I feel like you could get a bit more a uh, bit more long like, longer leap uh, out of that jump in mm-hmm. two. But I don't know. A little uh, bit. Well, you, you know that they just threw it in for the novelty. Oh, for it. sure, for sure. I, and I do love that it is like the Mario two throwback where it's mm-hmm. like Luigi jumps really tall. Mario's all around average. Is just kind of he, well, you're not picking things up like in Mario 2, so he's just faster all around. Mm-hmm. And then Princess is slow but can float, so yeah. you get a little safety net. Well, I also like playing as the princess because it's like this is going to be a game playing solo. This is a game about Princess Peach kicking Bowser's ass. Oh, yes. yeah, single handedly destroying his entire arm, <laughs> armada and then beating his ass. I do like her Fire Flower like palette swap with the white. Dress. Yeah. I think she has a ponytail or something. Like it's just a nice like, character mm-hmm. revamp. It's a it's cool look. Cool. Yeah. And then Toad turns into Sonic the Hedgehog with the cat suit on. Does he? He's blue and with a tan stomach. It just looks like Sonic. So to it me. sounds like uh, Nintendo's been reading Twitter. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Could be. Princess Peach is now no longer a damsel in distress, mm-hmm. from what I hear. Yeah. I haven't played it and know they, nothing they about it. They finally listened to Anita Sarkeesian. This is the beginning of the terraforming of the entire yes. game industry because see of her. See how it ruined Mario? Yeah. So you should you should totally go and hope so. post nasty things about her. No. Yes. You should be <laughs> cruel, don't horrible people. Don't say that. Because uh-huh. what? People don't have a sense of humor? <laughs> <laughs> and well, we'll just take it seriously. Some some sarcasm and subtlety is lost on some uh, people. You're right. You're right. Uh, but no, it's a beautiful game. It it's an amazing soundtrack. It's a beautiful game, uh, just like baseball. Yeah, <laughs> it's better than baseball. I'll say that. Is there crying in this game? Because there's no crying it in baseball. Will, it will make you cry because <laughs> it has emotions. Oh. I think oh. it has. Gotta be it does it have feels. I think oh, there are feels. God, I hope there not. are feels. There are feels. <laughs> okay. I hope it doesn't feel me. What's what's the it's... name of the the dinosaur you ride? I don't remember. That gave me feels. Let's call him Splashy. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's Splessy or something. It rhymes with Oh, messy. it's like Plessy. Plessy, yes. Oh, Which Plessy. is the shorthand version of uh, what, we call, what we call a Plessyoth in Monster Hunter. We call oh, him Plessy. <laughs> Plessyoth. Yes. Because every Monster Because Hunter... it's pleasant. Because uh, it's very pleasant. Yeah. It's a giant chicken fish thing with disgusting thighs. Creepy. It's pretty gross. Cool. 
Everything so, has to be shortened into a UK style uh, nickname, of, <laughs> right? Like Agnactor uh, is Aggie, Bowsy, uh, uh, yeah, Bowsy. Giggy Knox is the Giggy, Shigzy and, and Rezzy, Lagiacris <laughs> is the uh, Laggy. Is Plezzy uh, a Plesiosaur? Uh, in Mario or at Monster Hunter? No, in in Mario. In Mario, he's kind of like a generic dinosaur. Yeah, but well, he's he's aquatic. Was a dinosaur. Mm. But like he doesn't have any. I don't. I'm not detecting any. It's just like if you asked a third grader to draw a dinosaur, yeah, <laughs> and put, it look like that, and yeah. put a scarf on it. That's basically what it looks like. Well, uh, only for the Christmas drawing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he'd be with some snowflakes. Yeah. Uh, but it is a super cute game, and I like how each level yeah. has like these very defined goals of like, um, gold star. Like, touch the top of the flagpole to get the gold flagpole thing at the end. Find the three green stars and also find the stamp. And the stamps are for these Miiverse things, which mm-hmm. are not really important. But it's yeah. this nice little extra thing to look for. Sounds and like it, stuff Henry Gilbert will obsess over. Yeah, yes. he totally will. Uh, but it, it's it's done in that Nintendo way where it's like a lot of other games will like, we have collectibles in them because I think everyone likes collectibles. That's a thing we do now, right? In video games, mm-hmm. you have to have collectibles. Whereas Nintendo the was thing like, is they're less meaningful when you don't get an achievement for getting all of them. Well, it's true you don't get achievements for it, but it's like it's more meaningful to me in that it's like they are very much built into the game. Like the game is the collection of those things. So mm. actually, getting them all becomes this other feat where it's like, yeah, you could finish the level, but finishing the level is what the babies do. Anyone can finish <laughs> the level. It's like Epic Yarn. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you can't really die in Epic Yarn. That's why Epic Yarn becomes a game about never being hit, not about mm. finishing the level. And it's like, no, these games are all way cooler than you think. You just have to... Mm. You're way more to, hardcore. Yeah, you just have to go the extra step, and it's like, it's too easy. Then don't play it on normal, baby. Yeah. Uh, well, but, or I like the idea in games of self-imposed limits or self-imposed goals where yeah. it's like, yes, this is technically easy unless you choose mm-hmm. to play it yeah, I mean, Call of Duty is technically easy unless I only play with the knife. Exactly. <laughs> well, there's that. I never pull the trigger. But then it's like, Maybe is the game... a knife to a gunfight, though. Mm. But then, I don't know, I spent a while since I played a Call of Duty, but they're almost designed to, like, can you play a campaign mode only using the knife? Like, is it even possible? Yeah, I don't I don't think probably it is. not, no. But, I mean, in a lot of games, that's becoming an interesting, fun thing to do, but Nintendo kind of in a way, has always had games like that yeah. where it's like, yeah, fine, it's easy to get through the level, but like you said, do you want to get through the level or do you want to master the level? Yeah, and that's what I, I really like, is the idea of like, I achieve, I didn't just finish, I, I mastered it. I, I got all there was to do. I mean, it goes all the way back to like, I mean, Mario 64 and getting all the stars or Donkey Kong Country getting 101% and all that kind of stuff. Like, there was this thing of like, I got to do it all. And I didn't need the internet or I didn't need an achievement and I didn't need a leaderboard to make me want to do it. It's just like I want to do it because it is actually fun because there's a lot of games of this generation I feel like I just got all that shit because Charlie was higher than me on a leaderboard of my friends. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. I will play the same Arkham City map a hundred times until I beat him by That's one crazy. second. Because I go back, it's like Donkey Kong Country. Like, I could not finish a level without getting Kong. Oh, yeah. And it's like... That was not recorded yeah. that I did that. It was not compared to yeah. anyone else on a leaderboard. I just did it for pride, yeah. personal pride. But I feel like, yeah, There's achievements a st- in a way have lost that where it's like, no, 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 I just need to do this so that my score is slightly higher than yeah. Charlie Barrett. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, in, in general, we all want to beat Charlie There was a great, a great gamer score uh, off of what I think it was 08 or 09 where it was like, I know it was me, Charlie, and Chris on... 
every night, and you could watch. This was still when the Blades were around, so we didn't even have avatars yet. Oh, so I remember like having the guide open, or just looking at the friends list. Who's online? And like you could, like, push the guide button, get out of the, the menu, push the guide button, go in, and watch everyone's scores have gone up in that amount of time. Because everyone's playing just the cheapest, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's the fastest, easiest way to get achievements? And it's just like, I'm going to bring Viva Pinata Party Animals home. <laughs> <laughs> Carolyn, we're going to play this game for three hours because I can get 500 easy achievement points in, in an hour and a half. And she's like, ugh, okay. And then I never, however, I never did the Avatar The Last Airbender. I never sunk uh, so low. Yeah, I never I did that low. either. Never sunk so I, low. I was always having, like, I think Charlie and Chris were always both pushing me, like, but... It's such a fun thousand points. Like and, uh, it's the one where you so got... quickly, and it's it's so rewarding. Is that the one where you got like fifty just for like starting the game? Or... You get all a thousand for just yeah. like there's like this one area of the room where you can just stand Sheesh. in and do the same move basically, and uh-huh. like and it's just wow. like you get a certain combo. Yeah. Like all all the achievements are combo based, so you just get that combo and you're done. Yep. That's what M. Night Shyamalan was doing while he was directing mm-hmm. the film. Structurally. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty clear. Actually, I've He's seen that. Standing so in a corner. Shit. Standing in the corner. Asif Manvi is in that movie. That's so really? weird. Yes. And he's a villain. Wow. He's uh, so weird. That's so bizarre. He is a yeah. funny Daily Show correspondent. He and is. That's, <laughs> that's a good place to, to that's I a enjoy That's a good place him for him to not be. So is I, an Avatar or the last Airbender movie. I have a question. Okay. As I have not played Super Mario 3D World, mm-hmm. why does it deserve to be on this list above games like... Tomb Raider well, and Bioshock. And, uh, from my part, I mean, this. I, I was kind of convinced that I was done with Mario. It's like I I've, I've feel like I've outgrown it. The new Super Mario Brothers games, I haven't liked at all. Super Mario 3D Land, I enjoyed for a little while, but never really felt an attachment to. And then this one I played, and it's like, this is absolutely wonderful. I actually have to force myself to stop playing this. Uh, I, I think it's it's just really fine-tuned. It's a nice return to form for Mario uh, to 3D. Uh, you know, I, I don't... Like, disregarding the 3DS games, this is something that he hasn't done for a while. It's this nice, like, um, modernization of just even Super Mario World, mm-hmm. where you have this overworld map. It's not, it's not about, like, shines or stars or purple lumas or whatever from Galaxy. It's just like, here's an overworld map. And and each of the levels in the world just had there's something Super Mario World about it where I get a Super NES modern day vibe where I'm like this is the game that for more or less this is the sequel to Mario World like and it and it kind of and and that's just me bringing the nostalgia into it but there's this feeling of like this is that formula refined and modernized but then made in such a way that's like there's not a wasted pixel on the screen at any point everything mm-hmm. is honed to the perfection of mm-hmm. Nintendo's craft at its best. And when that ha- when it all happens like this, and Nintendo makes a lot of great games, but rare- it doesn't make games like this that often. Yeah. And this is one of those moments where it's like, this is fun for one person. It's fun to play with a friend. It's a great game for a person to be introduced to video games, period, as a medium, as a, like a three-year-old sitting down to play a Mario game. This mm-hmm. is a great game for that. But if you're also someone who's 30-something years old and has been playing games your whole life, it's like there's all this other stuff you can get into mm-hmm. with like trying to get all those stars, all the stamps... And really show off your skills. There's, I mean, Mario's yeah. always been big with speedrunning. There's all kinds of cool little exploits it's, and stuff. It, like you said, it's super accessible and yet it's super appealing to hardcore players. Yeah. So, I mean, kind of. Yeah, and it does all that with like minimal 
fuss. There's not a lot of story. There's not a lot of tutorials. Yeah. There's not a lot of bloating anything. Mm. It's just like play a video game and have fun. And that's that's the thing that my, the most for me that like put it put it number five because it's right in the middle of the list. There's like half the games of the year were before it, but there's still some above it. But mm. it's that sense of like video games are fun. Go have fun. Smile, damn it. Yeah. Like God. there's that aspect of it that's. Yeah, so man, appealing. I, I do find it a little bit insane that like this this is Nintendo's answer to next gen console launches. But at the same time, like this game is better than ninety percent of yeah. video games aren't about right fun. They're about like kind of emotional torture. Yeah, sort of, they are. They're about as, yeah. a, as a PC trying gamer. to find your parents <laughs> in an empty house. I yeah. will say, like as a PC gamer, mm-hmm. it seems maybe unlikely, but Nintendo stuff is the stuff I'm most jealous of. Really? Be- well, because you just don't get anything yeah. like it on PC, period. Hmm. Or on any other system yeah, anywhere. that's true. But it's like uh, Xbox and PlayStation, they might have a couple exclusives. I'm, maybe I don't get to play Killzone. I don't get to play a different mm-hmm. sci-fi shooter than the ones I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, fine, I can live with that. But I do get to play a lot of dark and gritty games. Even like the 2D indie games, it's like, yeah, it's some kind of grittyish pixel art. There's nothing like... Mario on PC or any other console. There's nothing like Pikmin. Yeah, there is, Pikmin was great. There are zero things like that anywhere but on the Wii U yeah. and, and 3DS, so it's like... And those games are super colorful and fun and charming and entertaining, I, pure entertainment, I yeah, guess. You that, know, yeah, that, I guess that's the thing. I, I don't have to think about, you know... There is a game like that on that exists on other consoles, and it's called Okay, there is. Rayman is on PC. Rayman yeah. is really good. It's fucking a- it adorable. True. Also, Spyro the Bandicoot. Spyro the Bandicoot. <laughs> Man, that, that was just a couple years ago. I love, but like, I love Spyro the Bandicoot. <laughs> but like, right when uh, Mario 3D Land shut up, and I was like, "Man, I can't put my finger on something about this game." I, I think I'm, I think I'm enjoying it. And someone on Twitter was just like, "This game is Crash Bandicoot." And my whole world just fell apart yeah. <laughs> because I was like, oh. "Oh my god, this is just Crash Bandicoot! Holy crap!" Uh, it's a little so. less linear than Crash Bandicoot. Slightly. It's not weird. as good as Raymond and Clank. Yeah, Raymond Legends. Everybody loves Raymond Legends. You can play as Ray Romano and Brad Garrett and <laughs> Frankenstein. <laughs> and <laughs> I think we all remember Max. Uh, two X's. Vex, yes. Okay, so yes, there is... I was uh, really going to say Spyro the Vexicute, but then I was like, <laughs> no, nobody knows what the fuck a Vex oh, is. Yes, Vex. I shouldn't even breathe Vex's name in the same breath as those other two. Yeah, how do you get this far without a Bubsy line? Mm, because Ooh. Bubsy is deservedly forgotten. Yeah. Did we mention Bubsy in the last episode, too, though? Probably. I think we did. Yeah. Claws encounters of the furred kind. <sighs> I think I accidentally own every Bubsy game. Accidentally, <laughs> like even, I would, even whoopsie 3D. Like I, I think because I got the first one because I was like twelve or thirteen and bought mm-hmm. in the hype, and then I was like, "Whoops, won't do that again." Nope. And then the second one had the bazooka in it from Nerf, and I, I had that gun, and I was like, "God, this gun is super cool." <laughs> so you need an eight bit, sixteen uh, bit version of it, and uh, it must have been later, like through pawn shop, and I was like, "You know what? Okay, fine. I just want to see what that was like. I didn't get it when it was out." But then I bought a Jaguar in this huge lot of games, and among them on eBay was the Bubsy game for Jaguar. And then I had Bubsy 3D as a joke, 
Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, as a joke, and sure. it's like, holy crap! Do I, I do I actually have the Bubsy <laughs> anthology? You, like you have the whole collection. <laughs> I'm, Bubsy. I'm, I'm imagining you waking up right now in bed in a cold sweat and just wiping oh. it off your forehead, and then looking over, and there's all the Bubsy <laughs> in, <laughs> in bed next real. to you, piles of yarn. So I have a question: Do people still own games as a joke? Like, do you guys own games that you bought as a joke? Yeah. 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 Really? It might be like a generational just, thing at this point. Right? I, yeah, I feel like it's. I don't. I feel like I don't buy games uh, as jokes anymore. I don't do it anymore. No, that's what I mean. Do you still buy a game oh, as a joke? Presently, if it's not cheap, really. I will. Like if I saw Ride to Hell Retribution for two dollars, like oh, that's the worst game of the year. I gotta own that. Yeah. At this point, I, I'd be hard pressed because my interest is very much in the eighties and nineties, and I feel like I've got all the joke games. Yeah, I'm but, not talking yeah. old school. I'm talking like a game Modern. that came out this year. Uh, would you buy a game that came? Would you buy Dark? Dark. What the hell? Oh, I have a. I, I had did a buy copy Dark. Of Dark. I had to buy Dark. <laughs> but I got reimbursed. I got it at it a Mad Cat's review. party. It was just in a bag, and I was like, "What is Dark? I'd never heard of it. <laughs> it's terrible. Is what it is. <laughs> I, yeah, but you didn't buy it. No, I, I didn't buy it. You didn't I, pay money for it. Well, I guess it's different for me because I would just be buying digital ownership of something, and like that's not really funny. Yeah, I can't, I can't be like, look, guys, look what's in my Steam library. I, got, I took a print screen of my look. This looks great. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't think. I think those days are gone. Yeah, modern day would be tough. Yeah, well, the, the, I think the last last one that I bought, both for review and I kept it as a joke, is the uh, the Wii and 3DS Jaws games. I thought you were just going to end it at the Wii. I, I, I'm, I'm just referring to them as that because I can't remember the subtitle. It wasn't Unleashed. It was something else that was like similar to Unleashed, but like I'm Jaws Unchained. Unchained. Off Un- the chain. Um, uh, Rizzle for the sizzle. Jaws off the Jaws. hizzy. Jaws. Jizzy He's off the hizzy. coming for you. Yeah. Yeah, call the big shark Jizzy. Jizzy. Uh, <laughs> That's his name from now on. <laughs> Big Jizzy. <laughs> so Mario. Also because he's covered in cum. So my serious, <laughs> my serious comment about Mario is that um, nothing with that Nintendo aesthetic and kind of design sense exists outside of that. It's yeah. It like Nintendo is Nintendo, and the fact that first party games are the main reason you buy their consoles is still okay because. You can't get that kind of game anymore yeah. elsewhere. I mean, you can get platformers. You just can't get a Nintendo platformer, you know. Yep. And it is a specific thing that is awesome and deserving of a lot mm-hmm. of attention, I think. Agree. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so I mean, 3D un- World, fucking great. Until they can be emulated in, you know, however many years. Yep. Illegally. <laughs> Had to specify that. Illegal. Yep. Number four. Finally, a game Tyler can talk about. Yeah, I can only talk about the games where... I can talk about it so much more. So this is Papers... She actually beat it. What game Multiple is this? Times. It's Papers, Please. Papers, yes. Please. Or as Henry put it, what's Papers and what's Please? Yeah, because it was in just a comma-separated list. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, God. He was making a joke. Yeah, so I like Tomb Probably. Raider and Papers and Please. And, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. It is... Yes, this is another game. They'll really make you think. I feel like that's all I've been able to talk They're about. Make you think. 
think about your actions and what you're doing. It's fascinating. Moral or it's not. okay. So it's a very simple game where it should be so fucking boring. <coughs> it should be, it's and it's so not. fucking good. It shows how mundane tasks can be interesting and be made into a game. You are a border patrol officer in this sort of fictional Soviet state, mm-hmm. and you kind of begin Arstotska. Arstotska, and your people are trying to get across the border. And it starts out with with really basic requirements, right? You just kind of have to check that um, they are a resident the very first time. You have to check that they are a citizen of Arstrotska, and then you can let them in. But it gets more complicated as you go. Well, it kind of, at first, it lulls you into a false sense of security because it will give you a couple days where you're like, okay, well, I'm just doing the same couple of things. I've memorized all this. And then each day after that, it adds a new thing, and then it adds a new thing, and then mm-hmm. it adds a new thing. And it just keeps yep. adding things, and you're like, how the fuck am I supposed to remember all this? And you get this? paid based on how many people you process. So the more complicated it gets, the fewer uh. people you can process. But then you end up getting really good at like knowing exactly what you have to reference. Mm-hmm. Part of the satisfaction in that game is like you get really good at this dumb, mundane job. But then that's not all there is to it either. Like, it has really memorable characters. Like, there's that one smuggler who comes through. Oh, my and, God. And he, yes. he's just, like, always... He always has a shitty fake with, passport. Yeah, he, he just, like, the dumbest shit. Like, he, he just, like, has a passport drawn in crayon. He's like, is real, yes? Like, no, it's not. It's like, ah, oh, it was worth try. And then, like, he comes back, like the next day with a slightly better passport you turn him away and then he comes back with like a perfectly forged passport but then he's got like you you x-ray him and he's got something taped to his torso and you're like what is this it's like is drugs (laughs) (laughs) but i mean as you go along you can start accepting bribes so then you have to think is the bribe worth the fine i'll get for you know letting someone through that shouldn't go through and And why are you doing that at the end of every day Mm-hmm. You have to decide you have to bills and what you, you happens to, to your family. family yeah. basically. You can you choose rent, to pay for... Food, you got to pay for rent, but then you can distribute your money between your savings, heat, food, and medicine, and your family will get sick, and they will get cold. But they will start you, to die. I've learned, I learned playing multiple times, that if you alternate, if you really want to save money, if you alternate food and heat every night, so if you, one night you only pay food, ah, nice. then, then your family gets sick a lot less because they, they ah. have at least one every night. So if you want to play through and save a lot of money, do that. But ultimately, it's this really incredible critique of mm-hmm. bureaucracy and, and yeah. ethics and like how people with the most power are, are like... Like, you have so much power as a border control agent. You can ruin someone's life by not letting them into the but country. You have no but you'll power feel at consequences all. for it. But, yes, yeah, but you're trying to keep your family alive. So it's mm-hmm. just showing, like, this sort of, like, horrible, terrible catch 22 yeah. of bureaucracy. And, and then there's all these things that, like, enter in. Like, there's a revolutionary group that mm-hmm. starts asking oh, for your crazy. help. And, like, you know, they, they've probably got the right idea because you live in a really oppressive state but at the same time like you help them that's going to be money that's taken off if you if you start helping them you're going to attract investigation Mm -hmm. yeah and then i mean michael did you finish the game i did i finished i think i got a couple different endings i got multiple different endings there's like there's like 20 endings there are a lot of endings and and if you help that cult none of them are good Hmm. Like that's a little bit of a spoiler, but also a little bit of a hint. I, I got one where the revolution was successful, and that that was a, a good ending. Oh, um, I did not. There's get there's another thing where like, and it's just certain things like 
the the screen is divided into several little windows. Like you get to see your desk in front of you, the person in front of you, and then there's like a view of your little immigration booth and the huge line outside. Yeah, the line is the best part. Yeah, and you yeah. see you see like guards standing there, and then every so often, like all of a sudden, somebody will dart out of the line, vault over the barrier, and throw a fucking grenade at the guards, and it just shuts down everything immediately. Uh, and yeah. there's like a sense of panic, and like eventually they it's ask like, well, for your help I don't like get paid for the rest of the day. Yeah, we we can't afford as many guards anymore so we're giving you a gun. Uh, only use the tranquilizer though. And somebody's yeah. like, "We'll give you $5 to use the real gun instead of the tranquilizer. Kill this guy." And and then there's there's like a guard who's like, "Yeah, I get a ton of money every time you uh, send somebody over for inspection. So if you you send people over to me, then I'll split the money with you." Yeah, it's great. It's a I, game about how and why epics yeah. fail. And that's, like, really an interesting thing to explore that games don't explore very well. And I think that with as little detail as you actually get on the characters, there are still some relationships that you form. Like, there's one guard who hangs back behind, and you're like, he's like, hey... There's, you know, my fiance or my girlfriend. Yeah, we're from the same town. She, she's gonna be trying to cross and all this stuff. Can you get her across? And things happen, and you have to save his life. But if you don't, then he's gone for good. And yeah. it, it's I didn't, just, I didn't manage to save his life. Oh, his, I did, and I felt so I had so to inform happy. his fiance what happened. Oh god! And then he hands you a locket, and you can choose to like sell the locket for like somebody offers mm-hmm. to buy the locket from you. Yeah. And oh, there's there's just, one guy who. Like you have to confiscate his watch, and like he le- he leaves oh, it for yeah. collateral, and so then like some other guy comes and is like, hey, that's a nice watch. I'll buy that from you, like for twice what the the first guy offered you to hold on to it for him, and like so it's you can like sell a it or you can keep it. So yeah, there are a lot of the only reason I haven't finished the game is because like it's too stressful for me to play for very long <laughs> wow. at a time. Like I stop. I don't know. I get stressed out easily. I get I stressed out playing for... XCOM when someone dies. I played for such long periods of time, Tyler. You did I play a lot, yeah. Yeah. Well, I got you into it. It's a really cool and game. And you can play it on a shitty laptop, so and that is nice. absolutely can. And it's, yeah, I don't know. Just the opening screen is amazing. Um, just that song and... Bum, bum, bum. Uh, well, they, they might be hearing it behind us right now. I think, oh. I think the only missed opportunity maybe is to try to create a better connection to your family. They're just actually a text yeah. screen. Yeah, They I, could have maybe created sprites for them or something, but I don't know. I'm not ashamed to admit. They, one guy, the, the one person who made it. My family got sick, and I think everybody died except for my wife. Oh. But it was so much my easier wife. after that point. Exactly. You don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, it, it could have done a better job making you care about your family, but I still did. I didn't want them to die. Well, the only ones I really, really cared about were my wife and my kid. My I'm wife. Like, my wife's my mom wife. and the uncle, or my uncle, I guess I don't really care about those people that much. But my wife and my my wife and my kid, <laughs> then I'm like, all right, I will save a lot of money. So that but I yeah, can. like, what a cool thing to show how, like, mundane tasks, I don't know, to make a game out of yeah. something so mundane as checking and documents. It's, it's fun. It is. Like, that's the thing. Because you get obsessive about it. Like, yeah. like oh, like when you get something wrong, like, oh, their birth date was a lie? Ugh. Fuck this I'm person. fucking pissed off at this Rejected. person. Rejected. I lost money. I think that, I can't remember who I was talking to, but they were like, this is the epitome of PC gaming. Yeah. You're sitting there checking fucking paperwork, yeah. and for getting, some reason, an, it's really addicting yeah. and fun. Getting annoyed at people for wasting your time. <laughs> <laughs> it's the epitome of PC gaming. Yeah, and it, it, it really is a lot of fun, and 
People who have listened to this podcast know that I don't really care for PC gaming all that much, but I had a fucking great time with this game. It's a cool game. It's a cool indie game that like deserves and credit. It's super cheap. For yeah, for it's not just like something that oh, I'm going to try something new by doing a platformer slightly differently. It's like, I'm really going to make a game that no one ever thought of making, ever. Nope. And no one ever had this idea. And that's cool. Like, you, you, Yeah, that feels a little rare. Gone Home has some of that. Um, but it's cool time when people are just kind of experimenting with, like, Game Maker and stuff. And then, like, it's on Steam and it's a big yeah. deal. It's like, one guy just did this. And, and it manages really, to be something sublime. It's really cool. So... I'm really happy as where like John Pope or something like that. Maybe I forgot. I don't remember. Hmm. I looked it up at one point. It's been a while. This is really cool because like six years ago, you wouldn't imagine one person used like Game Maker or something to make a game. I don't even think he used that mm. for this, but Splunky was. But uh, uh, initially, wow. But um, yeah, well, like you know the next the next iteration, well, sort of of like Behemoth making Alien Hominator, Castle Crashers, the yeah. small team and taking their mm-hmm. sweet time and. Mm-hmm making cool things. Number three. The girl. Is she alive? What girl? I don't know no girl. (laughs) Fuck! Focus right here. Right here. I'll pop your goddamn knee off. The girl. The girl. The girl. So that, that is The Last of Us. Yes. This is a game I think at least a couple of us have beaten multiple times. Mm-hmm. This is one of the expected entries. Yes. Obvious. Which I think we don't need to spend that much uh, time on. Hello, no. Sony fanboys in the house. Uh, two former Pitom uh, employees. Yeah, <laughs> we... So biased towards this game. Biased, biased, mm-hmm. biased. I anyway. my brother play this game. <laughs> really? and my, I actually had my dad playing through a couple levels, and, and I've talked about my father on this show before. He's not a big gamer, but he's like, well, it looks super good. Uh-huh. I don't like how hard it is, and I don't like the clicking noises that they're making. <laughs> but, I really liked it as a stealth game. I mean, I'm a fan of Manhunt, and this kind of I felt like post-apocalyptic games. Manhunt 3, and that, like a lot of it yeah. was just sneaking You're the around. the first person to say I'm a big fan of Manhunt. I was a big fan of Manhunt. <laughs> Manhunt 2 was terrible, but Manhunt 1 was awesome. I love that game. And, yeah, it, it felt a lot like that. It felt like, you know, just creeping around, shiving zombies in the neck. With, um, uh, oh, the shivs. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing was uh, so was like really put a lot of time into getting the the bow and arrow down, and I would like be obsessive about getting the arrows back and mm. and like really trying to make that work, and like just that feeling of like landing this long shot from across a room and the sound it makes when it goes in one of the clickers' heads, oh, just this yeah, nice yeah. like thunk noise, and being like, yes, that was quiet, and oh. I saved so many bullets. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was super great. Yeah. And yeah, that when the clickers actually reach you, and mm. it's always an instant kill, and you get to watch bits of your throat being ripped out. Yeah, the thing, yeah, the, the only moment that startled me was whenever that big one, and you can see the oh, tear in yeah. your face for that split second before the camera cuts away, and I was mm. like, God, and then the camera cuts away. It was an especially like brutal game, but there's something about that that I know a lot of people online talked about how well, is this the is this the way all games are going they have to be this brutal and this violent but no this one does this though. makes you fucking feel the need to survive that desire to survive yeah. because you don't want to see that shit happen well, and, and it gets across like it's it's a very bleak game incredibly bleak and 
Yeah, that's Ugh. that's kind of part of its charm is that like you know you it's it's your character and this other character and you depend on each other. You're really the only other human being other than Bill who you meet briefly that that yeah. will actually help you. And well, there are other people that you meet that help you. Uh, occasionally, yeah, but I mean, there's yeah. a whole colony of people, and the two that the brother. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that's true. There, but, are, you find helpers, but, but yeah, it's rare. But the, it does bring across a very palpable feeling of survival. Yes, and and the struggle to survive is weirdly fascinating. There's In, one particular the struggle moment. to make a can a bombs made out of nails. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that is a struggle. There is one moment, and are we allowed to spoil some stuff? We can. We'll, we'll get into spoiler territory here. So if you don't want to hear, it, skip ahead. Uh, the moments where you play as Ellie hmm. are some of the most intense moments of that whole game because not only are you you know this young girl you have less weapons than Joel uh, you're, you're just you're on your own and you have you're saving Joel I mean you're out there doing all these things to protect him and you're on your own it, there's there's a really powerful feeling attached to playing hmm. such a vulnerable character. Yeah, mega spoiler here. Did anyone else? Uh, you've all, you've all played this, right? Never. No. Nope, he Are you going to? Maybe. Wow. <laughs> Brett. You've... Yeah, I finished yeah, it. Okay. I, I doubt it. Did anybody else get to that point and think Joel had died and you were in the end game? Like this is sort of the epilogue. No, I that actually didn't cross my mind. Really. Huh. That's actually what I thought. It's like, all right, this is the last level and. Ellie's going to kill this deer, and it's going to be somehow symbolic. And then the game went on for, like, another five hours or something. Yeah, oh, that, yeah, that didn't I really cross my mind. Uh, I maybe did initially, and then I was... Mm. Yeah, I forgot and, like, about she's that. She's learned everything that Joel's passed yeah. on to her, and it's kind of a Jack Marston moment. But, mm. but yeah, that... Uh, well, a spoiler for a completely different <laughs> game there. It's, yeah, been, it's well, been three and a half years. Yeah, so it's, okay. it's fine. Um... Besides, we warned people about spoilers. Mm-hmm. We just didn't say which game was this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they also aired those. So. This... <laughs> oh, no. This I was going to play that really game. really have a lot so to So you want to know who Booker really is? Anyway. No. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't really have a lot to do with the game, but I highly recommend, if you haven't already, going and checking out the video of the alternate ending. Just type in The Last of Us alternate ending. I guarantee you won't regret it. It's very good. Uh, funny, but also kind of sad. No, mostly just funny. It's mostly just funny. Oh. It's very good. Last it's from their, yeah, uh, it's they're from their like panel. All, they're all in their uh, like mocap suits and stuff. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, funny. it was good. It was real good. <laughs> okay. I haven't seen that. You should mm. watch it. Cool. So, yeah, Last of Us, it's a fucking beautiful game. Go play it. Number two. So you're all part of some daffy religion. We're assassins and we follow a creed, aye. But it does not command us to act awesomely, only to be wise. Oh, do tell. I'd love to hear it. Nothing is true. Everything is permitted. This is the world's only certainty. Did it sound to anybody else like it does not permit us to act awesomely? <laughs> yes, actually. <laughs> From that uh, uh, male character. Yeah. So That this... is between Edward Kenway and James Kidd yes. Yes. in Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, mm-hmm. which I have talked about extensively, but I have so much more to say if we want to keep going. Because <laughs> you beat Some... it three, three times. Three times. I put 100 Last hours night. into this bitch. Last night she's yeah. freaking out because she can't find one more post-it note to get which 100%. Which I, I had already found, but... 
I couldn't remember where the fuck it was, and then it was right in front of me. I'm like, well, oh well. Yeah, before <laughs> other people wrinkle, I actually had much more to do with this thing's placement than Anne did. Uh, I, I, That's true. I absolutely love this game. It is probably my personal favorite of Ooh. 2013. Mine too. Um, it's it's one reasons. like and and you know obviously I'm a huge <laughs> Assassin's Creed fanboy. I can't be trusted, but at the same time, like. I, I felt like the series has been kind of on a downward trend since Revelations. Like, Revelations is like, eh, this is good. It's not as good as Brotherhood or 2. And then 3 was like, yeah, this was fun the first time. Then I played it seriously. It's like, this is awful. And the 3 had issues. Yeah, well, 100%ing 3, like, trying to hit all the optional mm. objectives. Like, oh, my God, this is yeah. excruciating. But, you know, a good game otherwise. Good story. But 4 is, like, everything about this is amazing. I love... The, the pirate ships, I love the exploration, I love the collection, I love the fighting, I love the story. I even kind of love the uh, first-person modern-day stuff. I, I, like I love it. that because you learn so much. And especially because mm. you see so much from the other side, well, yeah, like, which what, I find fascinating. One of the things that I liked about, the uh, <laughs> I almost said the first two Assassin's Creed games, but two and Brotherhood is that they, they kind of had this subversive angle to them where, like, you were going and doing, like, the glyph puzzles, and it was sort of creepy, and, like, you did a puzzle, and then you found out, like, some weird revelation about, like, oh, Thomas Edison was a Templar, and he was complicit in the Holocaust, and, like, oh, that's crazy. And, like, that stuff kind of comes across through the modern-day stuff. Like, that's where you see it, and... You're unlocking things on people's computers, and mm -hmm. sometimes you'll find something that's, like, really revelatory about, like, what's really going on at Abstergo Entertainment, and then, like, other things are... And there are some really funny Easter eggs in there if you're paying yeah. close attention. And then there are some lame things, like, oh, the first chapter of the Assassin's Creed novelization. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I just, I like Ubisoft <laughs> making fun of itself, or the perception of it as the evil game developer. Oh, yeah, game read, read, uh, yeah. read through the handbook. It's funny. The Abstergo uh -huh. employee Oh, I read handbook. the whole thing, yeah. Oh, it's good. That's the first thing I did, like, when I got there is read that whole thing because I thought it was hilarious. I think it's, it's funny, good. especially for something that's criticized mm -hmm. for being an annual release. And it was really yeah. wise, I think, of Ubisoft to be like, let's kind of ditch, let's keep the whole Assassin's Templar thing, let's keep the future world stuff, but ditch most of it and make it part yeah. pirate game, part kind of parody of ourselves, and then add in stuff from Far Cry 3 and all the best stuff from our other games and it's going to be great. Add in the best stuff of the sailing from 3, but take out the kind of boring character and replace it with cool pirate characters. Like, it mm -hmm. just... Everything came together in this one. We, I'm not very far into it, but I'm having a lot of fun with it. Way more fun than I did when I tried to play Revelation. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about uh, collectibles earlier, and that's actually one of the things that I... I've never been a big collectibles person, but one of the things I really love about this game is that they've included cheats. And so when you actually find... And uh, all the collectibles themselves ha tend to have their own rewards, but then mm -hmm. collectively they've got these, these rewards. So you find everything in the game and it unlocks the final cheat, which is uh, the deceased crew cheat. And it is so much fun. To just ride around with a zombie crew. Uh, it's, it's it's not a skeleton crew. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of collectibles, I've been chasing the hell out of those sea shanties. Oh, the shanties are yeah. fun. The, the, the only was, weird thing is that they all appear on the map, so I don't really get that necessarily. They, was, appear, they appear on the map once you use the viewpoints. No, 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 I just mean I don't get why collectibles would appear on the map. 
because then you're not really finding them, you're just kind of going to them. But anyway. I was disappointed by the uh, pirate talk cheat that you can turn on for Edward. Because I was thinking, like, it'd, it'd turn, like, the whole thing is like, it'll turn his dialogue into stereotypical pirate chatter. It's like, oh, I thought it would do that in cutscenes, but instead it's just like, no, as, as you're just walking along, he'll just randomly spout things like, army team. That's why it's the second cheat. You only have to yeah. complete 20 But it's like, really? You had, to, you had to turn off saving for this? For him to say army team. Yeah. I think the idea is that when you do that, you turn on multiple cheats. So you'll turn on things like loaded to the gunnels and the armady cheat, which mm. is incredibly fun to do in unison. So he's super drunk oh. and and talking in pirate speak. And I like to lock all the day and night cycles mm-hmm. so that I can see really pretty things. Mm-hmm. And then I turn off my HUD and it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. It's really good water. It's beautiful water. Yeah. Especially really good on, water. Especially on next gen and PC. Yes. Yeah. Right, you look yeah. so bored right now. Yeah. I've never played it, so I. So huh. It's a great game. I, I, thought you, I thought you really liked it. It's a lot of fun. I never played any of them. Really? None of them? Really? No. What's wrong with oh. you? Play two, Brotherhood, and then. I'll get right on Black all of those all yes. games. <laughs> yes, do that. You all got these, time off from all work. All these 30 hour games. Yeah, I'll just. Two, jump. Brotherhood, and Black Flag. Yeah. Kind of like, yeah, just like skip one and in, in between each, and you're good. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. I, I hear they're great. <laughs> yeah, but uh, this is this is harkens back to again at, ra- at, at radar. It was Arr. like Michael was there as the Metal Gear and Assassin's Creed guy, so I'm like, all right, I don't have to play any of those. <laughs> true. But then when professionally it, they're taken care of. Yeah, but then it's like every Zelda, Ace yeah. Combat, and Metroid. I'm like, well, I'll be doing all yeah. of those. I was like, I don't have to play any of those. Yeah. Assassin's Creed was a weird thing for me where I played a little bit of one. And I was like, this is dumb. And Chris kind of agreed with me, and then he kept playing it and told me like, no, really good ideas here. Get all those. Fly- they're really good ideas here, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. Well, he's like the one person every time I kind of try to gain, say, my ten score. And it's like, yeah, it was it was really good for its time, but it, yeah. it's like it's like an eight now. It's still fun, but, but it has problems. And he's like, but it was so good back then; it totally deserved the ten. Like, yeah, okay. two two came out and it kind of blew everyone away, and I ignored it for whatever reason because I was busy being pretentious or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then I got the before I worked at PC Gamer, I got the freelance. Uh, assignment to review Brotherhood, and I was like, alright, I'm playing Assassin's Creed game, and I loved the shit out of it, and then I went back and played some of 2, I don't think I ever actually beat it, um, but then I, I was into it, and then I kind of like I didn't like Revelations at all to be honest, and then... <laughs> it was okay it was... Uh, and I didn't play 3 just because I didn't hear confidence in it but hmm. when Black Flag came out, not only from Anne, who I would expect to love it Everybody was just like, "Oh no, no, no!" Like you need to come back if you liked Brotherhood, play this <coughs> one. And so far, I'm I'm really loving it. So. The problems with three could be summed up by the Paul Revere scene. Okay, in that, yeah, it's Paul Revere rides on the back of your horse as you slowly trot around through Lexington and outlying areas. Sounds and fun. Like turn here, go straight here. He's he's basically your GPS. Oh, okay. And it's terrible. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, yeah, being a pirate's pretty fun. Having my own ship is kind of a thing I've wanted in my life to have a ship yes. that I command and just be it a spaceship or a watership. I don't uh-huh. care. Is I the want a ship, ship down with a crew with a captain's quarters. Like as part of the reason I love Mass Effect because I just want to have a ship uh, and I want to have my quarters and a crew to and like go on missions and, and shit. I, yeah. The whole 
the whole cast of characters is entirely lovable. I mean, even the bad. I even like the bad guys. I like Julian, mm. and I like Woods Rogers, and yeah, even I felt Torres bad about to some them. extent. I mean, there. I felt really well. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Spoil I've only that, killed but, one of the big sort of. Well, one of the initial big baddies, one of the Templars, and I felt bad because he was he was so like my favorite three musketeer kind of like <laughs> dude. Yeah. But I mean, well, as soon as you're in- in- introduced to them, you know, oh well, I'm gonna have to kill this person at some mm. point because they're Templars. Right. So they're it's so not really a spoiler. Likeable. But yeah, they they make them because. When Edward enters into this whole thing, he's like, I don't fucking know or care who these people are. He's kind of with them. They're going to pay me. And so he doesn't care that that they are on the I kind of like that the Templars don't seem so bad when you meet them. They're just kind of like, well, we're we're just the other side of the coin to make a Bioshock reference, I guess. They were kind of like that in 3 with Haytham, where he's like, he's not a bad guy. He just has different ideas about things. In 3, though, I kind of felt like it went too far because, like, I... I have literally no motivation to kill this guy. Like, I didn't he's not really doing anything bad. I loved him. Yeah, he's he's actually a very likable character. Um, it's it seems to just be out of pride that I'm I'm murdering these people. Well, right? it's. I mean, it comes out of down a to the refusal fact that he tries to, to admit kill you. That, so. Yeah, well, yeah. Whereas <laughs> I'm I'm totally down with playing with the swashbuckling and playing an opportunist to like. Is in it for the money, at least initially. And there is character development. I mean, he meets up. This isn't a spoiler. He meets up with the assassins, and and some of his friends join with them, or some of them are already part of them. And and there's there's a lot of character development where he realizes, well, maybe I'm not doing the right thing by just being super selfish all yeah, the time. Yeah. And also, if you haven't played it, we were talking about the the not present day, the future day stuff mm-hmm. in the game developer. Well, it actually is present day. It or is, is present it present day? It's, it's present just sort day. of like an alternate present day where they have slightly, like, technology is like and 10 years ahead. As, as, as someone, and, and it's in Montreal, uh, where actually Ubisoft has <laughs> to, as someone who's been to Ubisoft Montreal, mm-hmm. well, A, their offices do not look like that. No, their, no. Offices their offices no. are no. an old like, factory. Yeah, their like, offices look like a dingy basement once where, you get past the Where lobby. the laws of physics and, and sense oh, yeah. don't you, matter. You can get lost in there. <laughs> um, and this is this beautiful futuristic building, but having been there and talked to a lot of the French Canadian developers there, like oh my god, the CEO character is like right on as far a as lot, like a <laughs> lot of people who work at Ubisoft a Montreal. A lot of those characters are based off of actual people. Yeah, I can, and you can even see it in some of their names. Because like the the yeah, just the people and like the layout of the office, even though it's all futuristic and nothing like Ubisoft Montreal, it just yeah it. It's, some of the it is very much inspired by reality. I can some tell of the that. things that you find in there are actual like uh, old of, conversations or or bits and like not necessarily yeah. well, exact, the, but based off of actual conversations. And like, stuff like the that. encyclopedia entries for various landmarks and people. Like when when I read them, like in the past, it was always uh, Sean being really snarky. Yeah. And this time around, it like I feel like I'm reading the actual design notes for this stuff. Like, oh well, this isn't mm. hi- historically accurate, but it's so famous, we need to leave it in anyway. Like you know, who cares if it, it didn't those, come along till fifty kinds years of later? Where should we go? next conversations that's not like obviously those aren't actual conversations like well here's where we should go next but it's like 
Those are the kinds of emails that get sent around. Right. Those are the kinds the, of discussions. The sort of joke about the level of security where you have this like personal passport that you have to connect to to get into every elevator. Like walking through Ubisoft Montreal, there is a camera in every hallway and a card at every door, and oh, you have yeah, to have yeah. a different access level. Like it is a key card puzzle to get through there. It really where, is. Where like the PR person may not have the right key card to get you like where you need to go. It was super confusing and weird and crazy. But another thing about the security, if you pay attention, <gasps> there are, I'm going to say, three Easter eggs concerning another Ubisoft title. You really have to hunt to find them, and some of them won't make sense until said... Is it the reason I was... Is it Rayman Legends? <laughs> yes, it is! Uh, of course, but, it's Watch Dogs. Uh, um... But yeah, I mean, you have to hunt for them, and you have to be paying attention. But there are a lot of a lot of Easter eggs for other games, and uh, and they're fun to find. Tom Clancy's Assassin's Creed Five. Yes, mm-hmm. and Can't uh, wait for that. I also love the presence of past voice actors in the game. One in particular who appears twice. Mm, wow. We've talked about on the show. Ah, uh, yes. If you could just pitch... Well, we talked about one of the times he appeared on the show. If you could pitch Tom Clancy's Just Dance, I'd really appreciate it. Because <laughs> I want to play that. <laughs> what would you dance to? <laughs> every soundtrack to every 80s war movie ever. Yes. <laughs> one. Tell you what, Mikey. I can tell why you like Pinewood so much. Oh, I know. It's fantastic, isn't it? I mean, I don't know. I'm just sort of happy here, even when I'm also really depressed. No, sugar tits. You like it because it's just like you. Plastic and fake. The world champion of phoniness has come to the world capital of fakeness. And what a surprise. You fit right in. That could almost be read as a G- as a meta commentary that GTA is making about itself. Yeah. But, uh... Grand Theft Auto Five, yes, is our game of the year, twenty thirteen. Introduce myself. Oh yeah, you oh, should. Yeah. We, we <laughs> lost, we lost to Tyler, but we gained a Chris Antista. Bye. Yes, Bye. Byler. Uh, sorry, Grand Theft Auto Five is more important. It is. Yes. It is. Uh, yeah, it's your game of the year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Just saying, man. What, Why is that? I, I thought you were here to argue DMC being game of the year. No, I was arguing <laughs> being in here at all. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I fucking loved GTA. I, I do too, and I, I don't mean to forget. I, I don't mean to to shove it aside. It just it it wasn't as mind blowing as like a lot of other games. It was pretty mind blowing. Well, I, I think. If you stand back and look at this generation, GTA mm-hmm. Five is one of the best games of the generation. Period. Yes. It just it's such a, a incremental improvement over GTA Four. I, I don't think I'd agree with that. I, you're probably I'm probably full of shit on that, but it, it, it's more. It's <laughs> I mean, more, they, they feel similar, but like so if, really if you go back, to this. well, it, it's like <laughs> like all you're doing is shitting on our number one. Yeah. No, I, I don't mean to shit on the, on the number one. It's just like. Uh, I, I, I'm saying because I think other people will might forget it too, just because it, it wasn't as exciting as GTA 4 was. Well, it seemed like it. Came keep in, in mind, we're not comparing this to GTA 4; just comparing yeah. it to the rest. But I'm of the saying games there's a ton of other games that came out this year that were like completely mind blowing and new, where GTA mm-hmm. was more of GTA. And but it was also mind blowing in its own way. I mean, yeah, it, I think I, so. I mean, number one, it, it was a 
fantastic technical achievement. So like, I, meant, I meant to say that as in standing up for GTA is something right. people might might shrug off. Yeah, as, as a technical achievement, like yeah, even Tyler had to like look at like I can't believe they're doing this it's on amazing, Xbox I mean, 360. If, if you go back and play GTA 4 now, mm-hmm. I, this is why I disagree that it's a, an incremental thing. Mm. GTA 4 is not a very pleasant game to go back and replay. I, I can see it's, that. It's a very bleak story. Everything's very gray. They kind of scale everything back mm-hmm. so that like it's it's more about like just this tragedy of daily existence that you're forced <laughs> to endure and you know, you've got I, this I you've got this huge ludo narrative dissonance and that Nico is a moral person in the cutscenes. I don't want he, anybody talking shit about the ludo narrative. <laughs> ludo narrative. I, I just have a soft spot for 4 because it was when we all started talking radar. That's oh. the first, I think the first episode oh. we oh. even have it. Cousin, Nico. Yeah. I think like, that stuff was great. Nico is a, it, it does come off as a sillier character now. Hmm. It, whereas before it was like... He's no problem. We're being told a mind-blowing yeah. story from this unique well, character. It was mind-blowing, but I think with distance it became kind of absurdly self-serious. Y- yes. And, and I think that's one thing that GTA V I don't think has. That with the exception of Franklin. Franklin, they, Franklin is yeah. like the most video gamey. Like I got principles until this mission. Yeah, and, and the other two, but the other two guys, yeah, Trevor and, and Michael, especially are... especially Trevor. Yes, Trevor is Trevor's a, a psycho. Might, I, don't, I, don't, I haven't even played the game. And Trevor I know that. is the best goddamn he's, character. When I he's not, that. When he's not Stephen being a psychopath, he's the this the best voice of reason to every yeah. argument you'll ever hear. It's fantastic. It, it, the, the best devil's advocate for everything. I love Trevor. Like oh, you. Yeah. you it's very weird how quickly you can go from hating him to loving him. And it, it comes from dialogue you actually want to listen to. And I know a lot of that happens, like, I guess maybe Red Dead Redemption kicked that off. Where, like, mm-hmm. utterly compelling dialogue occurs when you're driving to a location to do something. Yeah, that's and, true. And you don't want to skip it. And it's it's awesome. You turn on the radio and listen to Trevor talk. And, like, that's, that's also the main reason to, like hang out with other characters like mm-hmm. you will you'll hear cool conversations that you yes. would never hear otherwise and it's it's sort of surreal to hear like you know trevor hanging out with uh jimmy michael's son mm-hmm. and uh you know just talking about like no you're not you're not drinking on my watch mister i don't care if you're over 21 <laughs> yeah, that was great and how protective he is over yeah. michael's daughter uh-huh and th- this family more so than general. michael Oh, was that an accident? That was an accident. Oh, Trevor! And I love, I love that aspect in GTA. You can always change the radio station, mm-hmm. but then if you're playing with Trevor, he will switch the station back to the loudest punk rock music yeah. without <laughs> your permission all the time. So really, it, you, there was an interesting thing about the radio station. I didn't realize until you pointed it out. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. after I'd done my review, which is. There's that one radio station that when you're in Los Santos proper, it's like some sort of like snooty liberal talk station. And then you drive out into the countryside and it turns into like the country station. Well, it turns into right wing radio. Oh, that's right. With an awesome show uh, hosted by Danny McBride, Mm -hmm. which you don't hear unless you make it a point to listen to talk radio, which is always one of my favorite stations, period. Yeah. And I I guess I, I didn't realize I played it so much like I have heard all the radio stations a billion times mm. and there's more songs and music in this game than ever before I remember hearing the same songs coming oh, yeah. out of the living room oh yeah and I'm like yes, Baker Street this my jam a little bit of Baker Street uh, I love mm-hmm. I love turning on the cinematic view and just driving to nowhere with ooh like why is this I'm gonna go kill so many people <laughs> But I mean, you think you know we got derailed by ludo narrative dissonance. Mm-hmm. But like, you think about GTA Four, you think about all the think about the complaints that people had, like mm-hmm. from its 
hard to it, it's really easy to fall off motorcycles mm-hmm. all the cars you get in like the first half of the game are shitty junkers that yes. they, they handle like an ice cube you don't get tossed their windshields anymore do you uh you do you do it's, i never it's, did it's a little harder to do it now but it still happens it was like the first thing that happened to me during a gta 4 preview <laughs> and it happened constantly in four and never it's never happened to me in five I, I know, that's a little thing I know uh, my wife actually has a friend who has kids who play GTA 4, mm-hmm. and they just play it because they love to crash into things and watch Nico fly out the window. It's a <laughs> lot of fun. Yeah. Like, have, have they ever played the flat-out games? Because they'd probably really like those, because that, that is, like, the entirety of those games. Ultimate Carnage? That's Maybe. one of them, right? Probably. God, still, my favorite GTA 4 memory was still, I think I've told this before, but, like, Brucey was in the hospital, and then, like... I had I picked him. I went to pick him up on a motorcycle, mm-hmm. and it's when he's got like no shirt on. He's covered yeah. in bandages. He's just like wearing the hospital pants. Yeah, and, like I go to pick him up, no and, shoes, and it was totally like Homer getting in the ambulance and the ambulance driving away from the gorge and immediately hitting a tree and Homer goes back all the way down the canyon <laughs> because it was Brucey gets on the motorcycle I, I make like a right turn and a car hits me and Brucey goes flying over over the bars <laughs> and I'm just like god damn it like he's been out of the hospital for less than 30 seconds and it's just <laughs> like Brucey crash <laughs> It it's not. Uh, I, I wish I had. I was more of an authority on it. For some reason, I played a ton. I'm not done with the story, mm-hmm. but played dozens of hours, and I still don't feel like I've experienced half of it. I've never gone to the top of Mount Juliet. Really? I was well. I, I assumed there'd be a story mission that took me there. I think there. Is. And I was just going to wait for that to happen. And it just hasn't happened yet. Yeah, but I mean, well, I know there's side missions that take you up there. I don't know about mm-hmm. story missions, but yeah, you should go up to Mount Yeah, I thought, I thought organic. I could see where it is. It's like this only spot on my map mm-hmm. that's gray, and I just haven't. I have not been there yet. Wow. And so I've, I feel like there's a ton of stuff I have not done. I'm surprised. Like, well, one of the things I like about it is, you know, they they say like, oh, this isn't like GTA 4, mm-hmm. where like you have to earn your way to each of the islands. Like the oh, the entire map is open from the start. Mm-hmm. So I tested that out. First mission, I played as Franklin, and as soon as it was done, like I'm just gonna walk in one direction. I got pretty far out into the countryside, and <laughs> finally like started swimming out into the ocean and got bored. And uh, so there's, there's, there's a lot of weird else. wilderness that I don't know if I'll ever actually touch. Mm-hmm. You see it when you fly over it in plane. That's that is that's a really neat aspect. You will touch it. I mean, unless unless you're just going critical path through the story, like you, you'll have reasons well, there, to go certain, out there. Like when you're following a river in between the wilderness and the plains, and there's some really weird marsh and one thing like I don't even attribute to California. An air, I can't describe it. Very accurately, or even where it is on the map, but it's like, I, man, what would happen if you just walked around here? It's got like seaweed growing up through the water. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's near a bridge that spills out in the ocean. It's totally unlike anything I've ever seen in GTA before. And I just I fly over like vast expanses of it, and like there's nothing around. There's no roads. There's no there's no uh, there's no icons there. I don't know what's there, Good but place they, to hide a body. Maybe, maybe. Did you have to hide any bodies? Um, I don't know if I hit any bodies. I think I might have found a few. But yeah. It, it, well, like, there are certain things that just, like, they did not need to invest this much into yeah. the detail. Like, oh, I never played golf or tennis. I, I did. It's surprisingly <laughs> fun. I don't I, I like the golf more than the tennis, actually. <laughs> but um, cer- certain things, like, there's a prison. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, just kind of skulking yeah. around the prison outside, like, trying to find a way in. And there's, like... A water treatment thing mm-hmm. that is just there and is fully detailed, and it serves no purpose other than realism. 
And it's like, oh, I can see the pipes go from here to the, the prison. Or maybe it was the army base, one of those mm-hmm. two. But it's just like, this is like really detailed. It's and unnecessarily detailed. It doesn't even detailed. need to be in the world. And that's what I was talking about. This, like, why did you make this? And there's, there's no... I'd have to be lost to like be playing to be here on foot, mm-hmm. but it's all there and you can touch it in the sense you can touch anything in the GTA yeah. game, and that's that's really interesting. And no one bothers to make that effort. No one can afford to make that effort. That's true. Uh, that usually, effort is very expensive. It is. I remember they were they were talking something like how much did they say it cost to make like five hundred million dollars? Sure, something the most like that. Six billion. Video game ever yeah. yeah, and they were breaking it down to like how much it cost a minute. And, and to me, that minute breaks down in those little tiny ass details. Like, and you get it for sixty bucks. Yep, wayward pipes. And, and, uh, I wish what I wanted to speak more on. I meant to play more. I have not jumped back into the online experience since I the updates. Um, yeah, I, I feel so old. I get in there and like, well, are we all in a lobby or not? What what is happening here? It says there's six people in in this in the world. Like, what does that mean? Is that my lobby or just? where I am and how do we get more people in this lobby and initiate a match and then I got old and went to bed um, <laughs> that usually happens to me too it's happened oh, to me sure. constantly now all every all time I, like if the multiplayer lobby is not very specific quick match then I just oh, need for speed how do you enter a lobby need for speed I, uh, I, you can, you're always in a lobby you're always in a lobby how do I invite you to a, I don't even know I don't know we've never been online at the same time since that game came out I think so it's never come up yeah, I, we should probably should at some point. We there was a little bit of a laser time uh, mashup, like the day <laughs> the day people were actually allowed to log on, and I know a couple of laser time people with laser time license plates fucked me up uh, super hard in a good, cute demolition derby kind of way where every they fucked me in a good way. They did fucked me up in with a good their way. dicks, uh, not with their with dicks. Their car dicks. The cars are dicks. Just so we running know. at your car with their dicks out and smashing it up, <laughs> so, but. It, it, <laughs> It's your game of the year. Do we miss anything? No. I don't it, this is, well, I mean, yeah, it, it's just a really fantastic experience, and I just kind of lost myself in it for a few weeks. I did, and I don't want to I don't want to overshadow that. Mm. Um, I, that's, I really need to play it. Yeah. You you should, uh, yeah now that I'm done with Assassin's Creed. Well, play. I'm not done with Assassin's Creed. But now that I am beat it for the third time, I'm taking a break. Sure. I will. Ha- Shut up. I haven't decided yet. <laughs> I might. I might play it again. <laughs> I'm not sure. Damn it. I think you were shilling, but I'm on my second playthrough, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm planning to 100 percent it. Assassin's Creed, not GTA. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I'm at like I've come awfully damn close to 100 percenting GTA 5. I mean, need to jump back into it. But I, d- I kind of don't want to turn on my last gen systems right now. I would oh. I would kind of castrate myself for that amount of free time. At this point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good point, good point. Well, yeah, you, you need like it, it was during like a few weeks where I had like no extraneous assignments mm-hmm. and just regular work and like fuck, I can play this every oh, night. Amazing. Done that for like two years. Oh man, that seems wonderful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, it's not about me. It's about Jitta. Congratulations, Jitta. Take congratulations. A bow. Take a bow. They shouldn't clap too loud. It's fucking late. Yeah, it's close to one. Mm-hmm. It is one. Oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, that's time to take a break. We'll come back with a super short third segment. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Chris, Chris's eyes just got wide. Okay. <laughs> it's just where we say goodbye. Okay. It'll be ten minutes, maybe. Yeah. Hopefully. Quick, quick oh, community on. segment, quick new releases. Uh, so stay tuned. Yeah, my name is Michael. Landed entitled. Think of a crime and it probably was my fault. But now I cleaned up my act. Call me Lysol. I used to pull off heist and I got out to 
the cycle. I wasn't stopping till I got the bills for a property in Rockford Hills. But now I rock the mills and the mansion. Looking for the answers at the bottom of the bottle as I pop the pills. For reals, I live a life of luxury. But trust me, I'm the man it sucks to be. Look and see, my family's dysfunctional. Sometimes I feel like I really want to punch them all. My son's a fool, a blubber. I battled all for love, my daughter or a mother or a mother to the love of motherfuckers suffering a midlife crisis. And we're back for the final short-ass segment. We, we wanted to devote this, this uh, episode to, you know, our top games of 2013, but there's still some other stuff to cover before we say goodbye for the year. No. There's nothing else no, to cover. There's a couple things. What? There's new releases. They are releasing Probably the biggest thing this week is Walking Dead Season 2, which finally starts oh. up again with playable Clementine and Omid, and we, that's really all I know. We had an opportunity to get Dave Rudden on here, who's actually played it, but, mm. you know, passed that up. Sorry, Dave. I, I wish I could tell you how much I enjoyed those games, and I have not finished Season 1 yet. And mm. just the sad state my life has become of, like, unfinished things that I love. Uh, GTA 5 and Walking Dead. I love, I love that... I cannot stand the Walking Dead television show. Oh, I have never anymore, watched no. it. And I love, love the comics. And I love, love, love the games. Oh, the game's, the game's so good. Fucking so mm-hmm. love the games. Finish, finished them, played through 400 days. Very much and looking I, forward to it. I two. love, love, love that you guys can love the games. Do you, you don't read the comics, do you? Oh, yeah. I'm caught up. I, I, no, I'm a little not, bit, I'm but I never got up. into them. Oh, I love the up. comics. I think I'm a few issues behind, mm-hmm. but I fucking love the comics. So, I, yeah. I... Yes, I, I think I've said that a billion times before. Walking Dead, if we're talking about our favorite things the last five years, like the comic in that universe, or like mm-hmm. in my top five favorite things the last decade, maybe. I don't know love about it. that, but I definitely I, love the comic. It's easy to stand by. I like Invincible more. I, I love Invincible, but it doesn't have a good game yet. That's true. Well, yet. I don't know that it would make a great game. I think... It, a bloody superhero game is right, just what the doctor really ordered. Fun. Getting pe- seeing mm-hmm. people's jaws get ripped off. I love that. Mm-hmm. And every every so tertiary character dead. in that universe, fucking dead. Mm. What's the, the Tyrannosaurus? What's that guy's name? The dinosaur. Rex? No, no, it's not Rex. Rex Splode is the, is the, <laughs> Rex is the other guy. Uh, oh fuck! What's the dinosaur's r- name? But I, I wish I remember. It's a really good name. Damn it! He was a he is Wexer? a great character. Um. Yeah. You just kind of have to assume that in in any of Kirkman's books, other than Super Dinosaur, everybody dies. In the 100th issue, uh, Invincible dies. It's great. Yeah. Well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's great. Brett must be out of sorts if we're talking about comics. Yes. Poor Elfman. He's falling asleep Uh, on his mind. All right. Superior Spider-Man. Let's blow through this shit. Monster Hunter? Uh... Assassin's Creed 4 Freedom Cry DLC comes out. Yes, I've um, played it. It's play, fun. Play as Atawala. What What's different about this one? Do you still do you get your own ship? There are actually a few things that are different. And on Tuesday, I will have a post up on <gasps> the UB blog detailing the five major differences between Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag and its DLC. So mm. you can check that out. But yes, you have a different ship. It's called the Experto Creed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Experto Creed. And he has different weapons. 
and like the blunderbuss, which is so much fucking fun because it's like a really powerful shotgun. You can um, take down like six enemies at a time. It's a great name for something. So uh, it's still it's still open world, right? It's not yeah, it's like, still open world. Okay. It's smaller, obviously, because it's it's DLC. Oh. But uh, you can still you know dive for shipwrecks. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of really fun things like. It's in the story and sort of near the beginning of the game. You talk about what happened after Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. Because oh. this, is, this is set 15 years after Black Flag ends. Mm-hmm. So Adewale is older. He's not really with Edward anymore. Beard. Beard. No beard. <sighs> no beard. How, are, how am I supposed to know time passed? <laughs> but he's not wearing the headband, right? So He's that's not wearing indicator. the headband. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there, there are quite a few differences uh, mainly just the gameplay is, is incredibly different in, in in a very interesting way. And I will detail all that <sighs> in the post. So you don't have to... We, we can wrap this up. Let's go mm, fast. Okay. Um, also, there are two GTA games that came out this year. Bet you didn't know that. The second one San just Andreas. came out. San Andreas just mm. came to iOS. That's and weird. Presumably also Android. It's weird. It was weird to see blogs freak out about it. Like, yeah. look at it. <laughs> it works. Yeah. Who knew... Who knew that was it's, possible? It's the whole thing, and it's on your phone. Mm-hmm. The, the biggest uh, open-world game of two generations ago. Uh, <laughs> wow, congratulations. it's really weird to think that, that was two generations ago. But I'm going to be doing the review for MacLife, so I'm excited to jump back in. Because um, I'm insane. Give it four and a half Apple Bites. Apple Bites? I don't know. It's not what's, how we score the scale? our reviews. The, I don't know. I'm sorry. Um... It's a ten point scale. Anyway, I re- only reviews I trust are those in the uh, the user reviews on Metacritic. Oh, okay. <laughs> Always the most accurate. It's either I, I, a zero I, or a ten. Yep. <laughs> because and and I like the the zeros that are just like oh, critics clearly overrated this I game haven't that played I haven't this played. Game. Yeah. We'll or update when patched. Better <laughs> yet, when they're talking about the wrong game. <laughs> <laughs> I did not care for Battlefield Four. This is Rayman. What are you talking about? <laughs> they aren't even close. <laughs> Zero. Obama's economic policies are just fucking terrible. Uh, by the way, thanks for putting Snoop Dogg in Rayman. <laughs> even for a moment, that was that was fantastic. I don't. That He's was Snoop wonderful. Lion. Snoop Lion. He's Snoop Lion. My mistake. But next time, make that guy wear sleeves. He looks sick. He's so skinny. He's so tall. He's so skinny. Uh, also, wanted- He's a legend. He is. Wanted to say a brief note about Peggle 2 because we didn't really talk about mm-hmm. it last week, but I downloaded and played it. Uh, I think gameplay-wise, it's wonderful and addictive, and I really hate the art style. It looks yeah. it looks like cheap fucking Flash. Uh, Bjorn's, B- Bjorn's teeth. Yeah, yeah, Bjorn. Well, just just like the the little thing at the top that shoots out your your little balls. Like mm-hmm. it's <laughs> this looks flat. It looks like a flash element. Mm-hmm. This this whole game looks like somebody did a cheap browser based clone of Peggle, like Peggle One. How, how do you mean, like Peggle <laughs> One? But Peggle One like had art direction. It had yeah. like it, right. it, it had a unique style. Everything looked like it was crafted for the game, and this just looks yeah. like a bunch of flat, independently moving parts. One thing I did like about the music, uh, mm-hmm. which so it's not just what is it the Triumph song that plays yeah. at the end. Oh, yeah. It's each new area you go to has a different classical song, mm-hmm. <laughs> a different public domain. It's, a, it's public remakes. domain. <laughs> I haven't I haven't gotten out of Bjorn Unicorn's part, it's, but it's be, still triumphant. The other thing yeah. I love is uh, I, I do love that part even in the first parts. Like it's just like yeah. oh yes, there's that crescendo and it gets louder as my as the, the score tells. Once you up. get that ultra extra extreme fever, um, when you get down to the last like. Four orange pegs. This mm-hmm. it adds this extra boom, boom, 
yeah. to the music mm-hmm. that wasn't in the first one. It's like uh, a heartbeat. Sort yeah, of thing. it's adding this extra little thing. And for because Carolyn was playing it, my back was turned. I was like stacking a show for something or doing something else. And I just was like, man, I like that drum beat. And I didn't realize that that's why it was triggering until she told me. And then I was started playing. I'm like, oh, I get it now. It's like it's an extra layer of tension as you get closer to the end. Uh, it's a cool, it's a cool bit. I agree. All right, let's move on to our community segment real mm. quick. Um, <clears throat> last question of the week, if, as you recall, was uh, what is your pick for the worst game of 2013? Uh, Jar was the first person to answer on our forums, mm. and he said he or she, I don't know, he. Uh, easy answer would be Colonial Marines, which I didn't play, but I'll take a minute to point the finger at Adventure Time, Explore the Dungeon, because I don't know, which I also didn't play, as a big what? fan of the show. Way Forward's follow-up to Hey Ice King seems <coughs> worth looking forward to. The voice casts were involved, it's a major multi-platform release, sounded like it could be a great time. But then the reviews started coming in, and we found out that the game wasn't much more than an incredibly repetitive dungeon slog. Discarding all the possibilities of a game set across the land of Ooh, with its infinite supply of colorful, inventive environments, instead we got a bland, stagnant dungeon from beginning to end. Mm. If I miss something stellar about this game by avoiding it, it's because the game seems universally pooped on, and that's a real (laughs) shame because you could have so much fun with the world of the TV show. Brett's got my back on this one, probably. Do you have his back? Oh, uh, well, I don't even play this one. Yeah, but I do agree that that world is ripe for that treatment. And the last game that Way Forward made was good, and I finished it. It's a great Zelda two homage. Mm-hmm. Uh, the I never thought I would live to see. Hey, Ice King, why'd you steal our My garbage? garbage. Yeah. It's, it's a great game with a great <laughs> with a great soundtrack. I love uh, that game. I, I didn't expect to, but uh, I really got yeah, into it. It's good. Uh, yeah, I'm. I, I maybe should have pushed a little more like what's the worst game you've played yeah, this year? Yeah, I feel yeah. like that's not that doesn't really count because he yeah. didn't play it. And that's the thing just... about people on the internet. Yeah. You probably haven't played the worst <laughs> game of the year. Well, the, wor- the worst game that you've played this year is the thing. Yeah, that's, that's, no, that's what I'm play. saying. That's what I'm saying, but we would always have that conversation when like, Call of Duty is terrible. Like, you don't play enough games to know how good even a bad Call of Duty is. Oh, here's here's one who directly contradicts our list. I'm oh. Alive OMG says, I have to say that I couldn't stand The Last of Us. A lot of people said The Last of Us and Bioshock. Really? Yeah. Huh. Much like how Brett hated Hawks 2 when it came out. Whoa. Because... Haha, <laughs> <laughs> Brett. Because he... How, no, wait. I'm just, like, curious how we get from Hawks 2 to Last of Us. <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa. Uh, listen... Much like how Brett hated Hawks 2 when it came out because he knew the flight genre in and out, I hated The Last of Us because I know post-apocalyptic settings very well. It was a really great post-apocalyptic yeah, setting. I'm, I'm sorry, but that in this video game climate doesn't mean a whole lot. No. I'm sorry. I, I don't want to discourage anybody from mm. commenting, but the story is a story that I've seen so many times. I predicted the ending frame by frame the moment I heard the premise of the game. The stealth was finicky at best until you get the shotgun where the game loses all strategy and tension it could have once had. I also thought Joel and Ellie were rather disconnected from the overall tone of the game. I've played worse games for sure this year. Dark, Ride to Hell, both terrible. Oh, man. I cannot wait to play Ride to Hell. Wait, but... you played Ride to Hell and you're saying that, yeah. Bi- that The Last of Us was the last <laughs> I'm, I'm sure has a point. I'm sure there's a, sure there's a thesis here. But I personally couldn't stand The Last of Us. The multiplayer was pretty cool, though, I must say. No, that's it. No. Oh. no. Okay, well, right. we respect you your Mike opinion. Grimm's, Mike Grimm sent that message wrong. along, didn't no, he? I'm just kidding. Underrated multiplayer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Grimm did vouch for the multiplayer. It's weird. Every time I see that, I'm like, come on. 
<laughs> Come on. Yeah. Uh, Z says. But people said that about Mass Effect's multiplayer, and then I played it for 130 no, hours. We said that before the multiplayer. Well, came yeah, out. but before it came out, <laughs> but it, it, pricks. it had that same thing of like, why do you even need multiplayer? And it's like, oh, it turns <laughs> out this is the most fun I've had in like five years and 130 hours of just the multiplayer. <laughs> on top of playing through Mass oh. Effect 3 twice. So good. Uh, Zipaw says The Walking Dead Survival Instinct. Uh, big oh, big boss true. eye patch says GTA Five. Okay. Uh, it says he'll write something more substantive once he comes comes back from uni. You, I wonder if some of these are is just. Is that like a convention where people get their dicks cut off? <laughs> no, I think that's the British word for university. <laughs> oh. oh. Wow, that's a very big mistake. Mm. Canadian um, too. I think uh, it's just every country but yeah. us. It's not the little uh, urchins you eat. No, no, surprise. And uh, Atelier Iris? Maybe it is, maybe it is. Uh, Anybody? Danny (laughs) says, I was really looking forward to Dragon's Crown on Vita. Mm -hmm. I thought it looked gorgeous, and I was hankering for a new beat-em-up. What I got was a dull, repetitive button masher that made it impossible to tell what the fuck was actually going on during combat. I've never heard that about Dragon's Crown. Also, the Amazon made me me physically uncomfortable with her really fucking awkward gyrations and completely unexplainable stripper pole jump. I have to agree with that. That last bit that was like I don't know weird. I, I like steroidal women. Yeah, and it is it is weird that like the Amazon is always pointing her ass at the camera, even when it doesn't make any goddamn physical sense. Yeah, I feel like if it was a camera pointed at me, I would make it a point to do that too. Mm-hmm. At point, all points. point your I ass. Sort of. You've had a camera pointed at you a few yeah. times, and, 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 jump, and I can vouch for that. You always point yeah, your ass like, right like, at yeah. it. I've heard of But her jump though is not only ass toward camera, but her ass actually inflates. Oh, no. have, you have you ever seen Chris jump? Uh, the same thing. <laughs> yes, it inflates I have a little to bit. assume it does. Um, let's see. Somebody else want to read one? Real I'll quick. read one. But make it a point to say that I am not saying this. Um, neener, neener, neener. Uh, above up says Bioshock Infinite. Not a bad game by any means. It just had. Uh, then how then is why this is the worst game worst? of your 2013? I should just go to the next one. <laughs> no, uh, no, I want no, an explanation. Uh, I'm curious. It just had all the set pieces of greatness and didn't quite know what to do with it besides make a generic, vaguely Japanese style shooter. Japanese vaguely style. Japanese style. I don't want to get caught up on it, but yeah, I'm confused. Uh, with, with, uh, with it and tried to use concepts that went way over their heads. I uh, haven't really played anything that was outright bad. Volgar's worth a mention, too. I love difficult games, but fuck that one. It was all, really? all the difficulty of an overly long QTE. Uh, yeah, we just disagree here. Like, Volgar is fantastic. I had a great time with Volgar. Who was that? Volgar. Um, that was a above up. Nice. You are suspended, sir. You are suspended <laughs> from... Uh, Don't suspend above up. No, I'm going to... Uh, on this iPad. Ooh, all look. opinions are valid. Um, Even if they're wrong. Even if they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can um, Please continue posting. It's certainly not a bad game. I've recommended it to other friends. But as far as what game gave me the most negative feelings, it'd have to be DMC. Mm. I love the series and really technical action games in general. Uh, and I had specific issues with a lot of gameplay and mechanic related things. I don't like it nearly as much as 3 and 4's combat, but I had my fun. What I got sick of was people who wanted to defend the game constantly telling me that it was the only difference was just the aesthetic. And then the fans who had the same issues as me were acting as if the game was trash, which it clearly is not. After eventually beating the game on Dante Must Die, uh, I was pretty dissatisfied and couldn't shake this gross feeling I had. Uh, I had all frustrating ideas and people behind it. 
uh, I just had a bad taste in my mouth and ultimately gave my uh, gave the game to my friend, hoping he could enjoy it more than I do. I really want to point out something. You beat it on Dante Must Die mode. Probably on your at That's least like three times second playthrough. Maybe mm. you didn't dislike it as much as you think you did. And you're I get that sense from a lot of these with like the triple A ones. It's like, well, it's not bad, but it's like, uh, yeah, this uh well, I mean, part of it too is like I understand the sour feeling. It's like this may just I mean, this is me just shooting from the hip, but I'm mm-hmm. like I mean, can it be that there's this osmosis of like that very sour conversation that's going on yes. infiltrated your enjoyment of it and it's like you clearly wanted to like it and wanted to enjoy it and some part of you pushed you to play it two, maybe three times to get Dante Must Die, and maybe it wasn't that the game was disappointing, it's just like... It didn't have what you expected or well, wanted I mean, from a Devil May Cry It was part of this... I mean, like you said, like there were fans like him pointing out, like saying it's trash when it's obviously not, and there's people defending it, and the people... There were, there were definitely defenses of the game that were going just as far the other direction. There was this conversation that was just all over the place, and it was just really hard to be like, no, guys, all we have here is yeah, a really good game. The game became polarizing, and that it's sucks, polarizing, and it's not and, fair. Yeah, I mean, some a lot of the same people from Japanese office were instrumental in that game, oh, so yeah. it's like that is the newest it's, version. it's Ninja Theory's best game, and they're one of my favorite developers. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I talked to also a lot of people from from Unity that were like as just as big into it and like they just didn't get it uh, get the same thing that I got out of it which I mean that'll happen I thought it made sense of Devil May Cry can be a hard game and it helped people wade into what makes a Devil May Cry game Man. Hmm. Uh, I want to read two more um, Fubar Jr. I think gets Fubar. it because he says uh, as uh, for worst game if mobile counts I'm lumping in the Injustice mobile game and the two Skylander mobile games though I think the Skylanders games maybe 2012 maybe I think one of them might have come out I know Disney Infinity did anyway mm-hmm. they're all the same game uh, hey. console it would be most of the games with gold offers just not fun or engaging and I'm someone who 100%ed uh, Yaris <laughs> whoa <laughs> That's a wow! I'm so pissed at myself. I deleted that from my Xbox Live because it's gone now. I, never I, I no longer have Yaris. It no longer exists. The official Toyota game. Uh, and Dango Mushi, you clever bitch, says Watch Dogs, simply the most unplayable game in 2013. Aw, how do you feel about that? Andy? Is it more unplayable than Kingdom Hearts Three? Because I saw people playing Watch Dogs. Uh, I think they're both pretty, pretty unplayable. I saw people playing Watch Dogs. Metal Gear Five, Half Life Three was also very unplayable. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, probably the most extremely unplayable. the most unplayable game of 2013. <laughs> All right, well that's that's it for the answers. Uh, new question of the week, which you will have a few weeks to answer because we are going to take a hiatus for the holidays and come back on January 7th, I think. Jesus. Yeah, quite a while. Mm-hmm. But uh, it is a Tuesday. Um, it may end up being the 8th early in the morning, mm. <laughs> as it so often is That's these probably, days. Uh, yeah. Anyway. As is the way of laser time. Give us a two-day window. Sure. Yeah. VG Empire every other Wednesday. But, oh, uh, <laughs> man, to publish one show every time. We're, I, we're I, about to get to that. I wasn't saying it was easy. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, new question of the week. Obvious, what's your game of the year for 2013? I'm sure it'll differ from ours because everybody hates GTA, apparently. No, I don't hate GTA. <laughs> I don't hate GTA. No, we're talking about the commenters. Oh, sorry. Yeah, but yeah, sure, you too. You too. I'll lump you in. No, I, 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 I don't know if I said this already here, but Gone Home was the most compelling interactive experience, entertainment experience I've had all year. Okay. And I played it more than once. That rarely ever happens. Um, 
once again, I still love DMC. I still pick it up and play it every once in a while. It doesn't happen with a lot of games, and not it doesn't happen with a lot of Capcom games. It's it has nothing to do with any bias. I really, really like DMC and Gone. Yeah, Home. I do think, and I think Anne might be able to. <clears throat> we're in a unique position where we are like you genuinely love Assassin's Creed Four, whether you work there or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just really hard to come on and be like, no, guys, I really love DMC. It's like, Shut up. Yeah, it's like, you, no, you just I, can't. You can't. I can't say, I, oh, I fucking love this game, even though mm-hmm. I yeah. fucking have dedicated the last yeah. two months of my life solely to the existence. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for me, I mean, I of all the things I played this year, I mean, no doubt it was Monster Hunter 3. And Monster Hunter, my relationship with that goes all the way back to Michael and I playing probably Freedom on, on PSP, PSP yeah. reviewing it in 2006 for Games Radar. And both of us just sitting there, like, cussing at it. And just like, what do you do? I'm pushing buttons and nothing happens. This cro- None of these weapons make any sense. I hate this. And then just never yeah. playing it for, like, seven years. I, I, I never played it because it's like, the load times between areas are so fucking long. And I can everything see that has on, to stream off the fucking I can see that on PSP for sure. Yeah. But then this year, it was like, like I've said before, we took off for PAX East. I was on a plane with, like, three other people that were playing it near me. Our coworkers Greg and you're in. They're like, "Oh, by the time we land, you'll understand." And I'm like, "No." Oh, was and, that when you got bit? Yeah. And then by the mm. time we landed, I'd made a full. My first full set was jag- great jaggy armor, and I'm like, "I get it." And every night at PAX East, we were up till three in the morning. Just really, we did a lot of traveling this year, and most oh, of it was <laughs> these exotic places were wasted playing Monster Hunter in a hotel yeah. room. Uh, no, it was. Uh, I went from a series that I actively avoided. I bet you could go back to Talk Radar and pull out any number of quotes where we either dismissed or outright trashed no, it. I, I think we're, we're on record of saying like, I want to get it. It just needs to be in well, the right yeah, system. Yeah, that too. Um, but three hundred hours. It's. Mm. I get it, and it's one of those series that I really wish the West would catch on. It's hard. It's a lot harder because Japan has that commuter culture. Mm-hmm. It seems like a game made for London and England and Europe in general with a lot more train trains in London, right? Or bigger in England. Uh, I'm not sure about the numbers, but it's just there's this sense of that cooperative um, that feeling of, of of achieving an of an impossible task and then carving it up and making a hat out of it. <laughs> Is like that's such a crazy feeling, and then the first time, every time you run and walk into a monster, mm-hmm. you're like, "What does this one do?" Oh my god! Like every time, it would be. I, I, and I think there's the same was... experience. Like we we now don't need to say there's something different about playing Street Fighter against a, an opponent in person. Okay. Right. I, that there's a magical experience that can't necessarily be accurately conveyed playing someone online who's just an anonymous person yelling at you mm. there's something about it being in a room of people like playing street fighter yeah mm-hmm. that is better than playing abroad in oh, yeah. monster hunter yes having people in a room man it's it's unbelievable man i just love having people in a room period no it's 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 more <laughs> it's like so right lonely. now what we're doing in well, a room what we're doing right now is constant communication when you yes. can actually do that in a game and and, I don't and, know, it, and it actually matters it's not like i'm gonna go over here and cover this turret i guess <laughs> until i get until i get killed and respawn no, it's, it's like, i'm gonna jump forward and kick you in the face yeah it's like everything you're doing is like Get out of the way, I'm going for a level 3 mm-hmm. smash. Get out of the way, I'm going to do this. Hey, lure him over here, I'm going to do this. No, push this after I do this first. Okay, I'm going to... Life powder, like, life powder! Yeah, life powder. Who has... The, like, every... They're just constantly talking. It's 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 super fun. And then also, I yeah. was a really late comer, but I finally finished Dark Souls this year, and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And it took, it took so long. 
but uh, it came out two years ago, so it doesn't really ah, count. Already? I will point out, though, when you mentioned this is... Uh, That's two years of procrastination on my part. It took me two years of, like, off and on, and then finally this year I was like, I'm going to do this. I also mentioned, uh, just as a, as a little Dark Horse thing, you mentioned there were parts of Tomb Raider that you were like, wow, this is what next gen is going to be like. Mm-hmm. There are parts, and it's, and it's marked down now on PSN and Steam, I think, as well. Remember me. There are definitely mm. parts in Remember Me where I like just pause the game mm-hmm. to like look at the Nilan character model, the lighting. There's a couple of areas where the number of layers and effects that are happening all simultaneously. I'm like, I honestly can't believe this is a current gen game. Mm-hmm. It just looks so beautiful, and there are these amazing moments. And the people that have played it that I've talked to are like, that. That's one of the things that really carries over after when you finish it. Is like that is a gorgeous. Uh, experience. Yeah, I think it got it got slammed a lot at the time for being a sixty dollar short experience, a single player only experience, uh, which yeah, it yeah, is it's not like ten hours maybe, eight, but it eight is, hours. It maybe. is not anymore. Yeah. So don't let that be the barrier to your entry. Yeah, Check out, it's, it's cheap. It's cheap now. It's it's, mm-hmm. and it's definitely worth checking out. All right, but yeah. Also, uh, Animal Crossing is pretty great. Hmm. I guess for my part, it, it's kind of been neck and neck. But if I'm going purely mm. by personal preference and what I'm spending a lot of time on now, it would actually be Assassin's Creed 4. Slightly over GTA 5. AC Quad? AC Quad. Mm. Yeah. That's what they call it, right, Ann? Yeah. Sure. That's okay. what the kids call it. Yeah. Just like with Aspro. <laughs> <laughs> got that Aspro? <laughs> yeah. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Aspro. Yo, you know I got to see that Aspro. Uh-huh. I don't come over to this house for nothing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Oh, Sly 4. I forgot to mention oh, that. Oh, yeah, you did I, like Sly 4. I love you Sly You mentioned 4, that man. in our thread. He so mentioned good. Animal Crossing, and I did like Luigi's Mansion. It was one of those transcendent, yeah. original Nintendo experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I know Grimm was Rogue Legacy and mm-hmm. Saints Row 4. Yeah, yeah. I love the way Grimm feels about Saints Row 4. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 but it seems like a game he should hate. One of like, my my it's trying moments. to appeal to Grimm. Yeah, one of my proudest <laughs> moments of this year was just like, I found an enemy that was a toilet, and so I, <laughs> I ran up and started like doing all these wrestling moves on it, and started just like s- hammering the screen capture button, and I just like put together like this enormous flipbook of high res images of a toilet being suplexed, and sent it to him. And he was like, "This is so wonderful." In 2014, we'll put those together and call it a GIF. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I never learned. You've been to, to send your GIF. <laughs> Send your gift. You still have them. Give them to me. I'll, I'll throw it. We'll give it. Who cares? I don't know the internet. Anyway, what's your game of the year for 2013? Uh, Anne? Oh, shit. <laughs> I forgot you were here. That's cool. I've been quiet. Well, people have heard me talk about Assassin's Creed 4 enough to know that it's my game of the year as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also feel incredibly strongly about The Last of Us. It was a really strong, I feel, emotional experience mm-hmm. for me. And, and it incredible world that they set up with uh, really diverse groups that you find within the world and just the horrible shit that you see. Mm -hmm. The way that you feel at the end is the way that I think the way that Joel feels at the end is the way that you're supposed to feel. So very conflicted and it made me feel so much stuff. And on top of that, it had some of my favorite gameplay. I, I, I love stealth. I love it. I, I don't love I don't love the stealth aspect of it, but it can't be marginalized how, how well done those characters were. That's true. It, to this fucking Incredible. entire medium. Like yeah. it, it, and I think yeah. it's it's interesting that like we, we had sort of like best and worst examples of certain things happen this mm-hmm. year. Like stealth wise, uh Last of Us 
best stealth game in ages that was not named Metal Gear. Uh, <laughs> and you had that against Dark, which was such Amazing. an awful, awful stealth oh. game. No. Just like, it's a pure stealth game with vampire powers, and it sucked so hard. <laughs> oh, wait. Hmm. It sucked so hard? Yes, vampires hey. do suck. I, 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 I do was... want to say, like, I'm a huge Assassin's Creed fan, and I did not play 4. Totally, and you're missing out. And that's why it's... It, it may be on my list if I... Uh, I have it on PC. Do you think I can play it on my laptop? No! <laughs> so this vampire game, was it horrible? Ooh, yeah. Be hammering on the comedy whistle noise. That joke <laughs> bites. All, all you really need to know about... <laughs> all we about... have is Booker Catch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have that? Booker Catch. Hey. Booker. Booker. Booker Catch. Booker. Booker. <laughs> Booker Catch. Booker Catch. Booker Catch. Booker. All right, this is terrible audio. Booker <laughs> 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 But if you think he's saying... <laughs> You imagine he's saying "booger," you get a nice little "Revenge of the Nerds" reunion, which we're going to have catch. here in San Francisco. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> shit. What were we going to say? I forgot. I, don't I think know. we're saying we're bye. The episode. What was your favorite game <laughs> of the year? Done. We're out. Yeah. Let us know at forums.lasertimepodcast.com. First person to answer gets mm. read two or three weeks from now. First, uh, or just comment under the article. All right, that's it. We're done. At, oh, plugs. article at videogameapocalypse.com. Yes, plugs. Uh, all right, you, somebody else go. All right, you dinks. Laser time coming at you. Mike Grimm put together a fantastic car episode featuring our favorite car movies, a tribute to uh, Paul Walker, including a, a weird discussion in the Legacy of the Fast and the Furious series, and my favorite, a Grimm-based car quiz on is this a real car or it isn't. Is the little deli boy a real car, or is it not? Yes. It is, actually. Fuck, <laughs> weird. Is it, is it human, or is it dancer? And, uh, and then <laughs> the, the, the latest... Both real car names, by the way. The latest episode was a, a Michael, Diana, Tyler joint about... Um, what would we call that? Why did this movie come out on Christmas? Hmm. Do you not remember doing I that? I don't remember that at all. Um, movies that came out on Christmas that are okay. not Christmas movies. All Last right. Boy Scout. Um, Sherlock Holmes sure. stuff like that yeah. yeah yeah yeah. like why do the most violent movies in the universe come, and most the depressing s- movies come out on Christmas Day and you're working spirit? on a Christmas special as well I hear we'll see if that happens okay but we also have um, Christmas commentaries up right now oh, and yeah. if you donate $5 to the Laser Time PayPal you can get if you donate uh, $5 or over you not only get Batman Returns uh, Home Alone Home Alone you get that for under $5 yes. as well but if you donate over five dollars, you get Gremlins. Gremlins Ooh. included. It, and Gremlins, for some reason, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, and Hank and I knew so much about it. I was impressed. You don't need to watch the movie because I was like just looking at the timeline. Like, there's no gap here where we like stop talking and let the movie play. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> the thing is, like, as much as that's I want to get yeah. that, it would be like the weirdest, loneliest experience because it's like mm. it's like my friends are in the room with me. Aww. But I could have them in the room with me for real if I really wanted to. Perhaps, perhaps. But, yeah. like, we're but also... for everybody else, it's But amazing. however, I'll say it right now. I will never watch those movies with you ever again. Oh. I want to make this feeling last. But, it's, it's like, but that's, why, that's why Henry... Isn't that sad to know that, Michael, we will never, never, we will never watch Gremlins together? Eh. Hen- Henry... <laughs> 
Henry and I are both Gremlins experts. Henry and Brett are comic Gremlins experts. Gremlins experts. You know all about the Gremlin? Yes. You, know you feed them after midnight, yeah. dunk them in water. I got it. That's yes, good. we are. And I am a John Hughes, sadly a John Hughes, and sadly a Chris yeah. Columbus expert. I am a John Candy advocate. Yes. And what, a Joe what if you pour fan. water on a dead mogwai? What happens then? Well, I mean, probably the same thing happens when you impregnate a dead lady. Oh, okay. Not much. Huh? But let's try. <laughs> the night is young. Gross. Everybody's shaking their head. All right. Um, Plug somebody else. Brett. Game music podcast on this network. You all know about it. VGM. VGEmpire.com. We did a year-end year. 2013 episode. Part of that was a Shinobi episode. And part of that was Killer Instinct, where we talked with Maximilian. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that's more episodes in 2014. Yeah. And uh, Brelston on Twitter. Ah. I'm BDR and Lewis on Twitter and bitter. bitter on Li- bitter on Lewis. I can't even say my own goddamn name. It's so late. I'm tired. I'm old. Oh, it's um, 1:30. I'm so sorry, 21. Guys. I'm so sorry. I'm a million. Uh, fuck. What was I saying? Oh, uh, Freedom Cry came out today. So we wrote about it on the blog. I posted a story talking about all the differences between Black Flag and Freedom Cry. So. Mm. Eat it with check, your hard drive. Check it out if you want to. Also, it's free if you have the season pass. What? Yeah, suck I didn't it, get the nerds. Season pa- <laughs> free if you have the season pass. So was the uh, multiplayer DLC that we just released that lets you play as Blackbeard. Come on. Yeah. There are other Sonic. games happening, and you can't the go doing that. Topic of DLC editions uh, reminded me of uh, how great Blood Dragon was, and how great that. Yeah. Sound. Oh really my need god, to play that. Blood and Dragon, and how great the soundtrack Red was by Power Glove. Right, we should have put that on the list. Oh, well. Oh, we have an article with Power Glove from a long-ass time ago if you want to go check that out. The soundtrack is incredible. Ago. It's on Amazon and iTunes. I think you can buy yeah, it. Totally it's so legit. Good. It's absolutely Dubai right now. So good. Right. Go to, to Dubai right lump now. That in, <laughs> I meant to lump that in with, uh, with, with Gone Home, and part of the reason I love Gone Home and Blood Dragon is Together? More, yeah, <laughs> more, 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 more short and inexpensive uh, experiences. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't think I needed all sixty dollars out of Last of Us hmm. or Bioshock necessarily. They had to make themselves sixty dollars games. Whereas these games, like here's what we want to do, we've done it. Let's move on. You only pay twenty bucks. Don't you feel great? Yeah, yeah. fifteen bucks. Cool. I, I sure. want I want that to be what defines the next game generation. Weird Plus, ideas was- executed very. Quickly. Antista Blood Dragon was a game that was made for you. It's yeah. soaked in 90s it was. Uh, or 80s neon and, and all yeah. for you. It has Miami it, the Connection only thing soundtrack. Is, the only thing it's missing is Disney. Al- is Alf. Alf. <laughs> Specifically. Many, many, there may be an Alf reference in there. <laughs> All right, you can find us at vidjagameapocalypse.com, V-I-D-J-A, gameapocalypse.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at VGApocalypse. Follow me on Twitter at Wikiparas. And uh, please don't abandon us ahead of uh, January 7th. We promise we'll be back. And uh, otherwise, enjoy the holidays. Thanks for listening. See you next year. Obligated to tell me. You really don't give a shit, but you were just made this way. He's this way, but you off to get cast in a movie role more suitable to your talents. Oh shit! All right, dog.